When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WBC. Good morning, New York. Tri-State. Everybody listening on the 77 WABC app. Out on Long Island as well, 107.1 FM in the Hampton Bays and Points East. Also on your smart TVs, on your computers, WABCradio.tv. Check it out, folks. It's a good watch. Uh, I am Bernard McGurk, of course. This is the Bernie and Sid Show. And uh, Sid Rosenberg, my uh, very, very talented partner. He is not here this morning. He's out on the left coast. Believe it or not, pursuing his acting career in Hollywood. Sid Rosenberg out in Hollywood, uh, pursuing again, yes, his uh, his new thespian endeavors. And uh, but never fear, folks. He's going to help us out all week long. You know him, you love him. He hosts uh, the overnights. It does Frank Morano, and he's in studio right now. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, uh, Bernie. It is great to be here. It's uh, great to be on with you again, and uh, I'm glad to hear you. You sound great. I hope you're feeling well, too. Well, i, I got to tell you, I could be a lot worse. Uh, it's very nice of you to say. How you doing, man? You must be tired. This I'm doing a- well. Honestly, pure adrenaline at this point. I, and, you know, you mentioned the video stream at WABCradio.tv. Our tremendous video team, they dug up this photo. I don't know if you saw it. Of you, it must be from 40 years ago, with a full head of hair, downing a Budweiser and smoking a cigarette. Now, I have to tell you, I know, you know, you occasionally uh, put down a Bud once in a while. I didn't know that you were ever a cigarette smoker. Yes, I was uh, when I drank. I was a a social uh, smoker. Social smoker. In in other words, I couldn't even drink without a cigarette. I had to smoke cigarettes when I drank, but uh, otherwise, no. I, I couldn't. I was one of these people who was standing outside the building, sucking down a, you know, a cancer stick, as as it were. Uh, but uh, yeah, I did smoke back in the day, and uh, I guess now at this point <laughs> I, I regret it. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. I still would love to smoke. I love smoking. Have you ever smoked? I uh, never had a cigarette. I like cigars, but uh, I've never had a cigarette. Well, uh, oh yeah, that's right. You are a big, a huge cigar smoker. That's not. Look, do you inhale the cigar? No, no, I don't. I, you know, I've smoked cigars with Rudy a couple of times, and I, I'm excited that he's coming on the show later. But um, you know, I think Rudy Giuliani might inhale. You got to ask him, but I, I think he might. Cigars, that is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right, exactly right. Well, listen, today, of course, Frank, as you know, Monday, March 21st. I'm sure you discussed it on your program on the overnights. The first day of spring. Spring has sprung. It's very. Uh, I mean, I can't believe it. The winter flew by, but uh, today is that day, and uh, it's a pretty auspicious uh, beginning to spring. Today's going to be a beautiful day up in the 60s, a little windy, but it's going to be nice, and uh, it gives me an optimistic outlook. It makes me feel good. I don't know about you, Frank, but Wonderful. it makes me – right, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. It, it affects your mentality. And Absolutely. Of course, the days being longer and all that stuff. 
We're going to get into uh, the serious stuff momentarily. But this uh, NCAA uh, tournament, this uh, what they call March Madness, you have a local team out in Jersey City, the St. Peter's Peacocks. Uh, they uh, they were, I mean, nobody gave them a chance. They were like a 15 seed or something like that. They made it to the Sweet 16, and uh, everybody is talking about this small school in Jersey City called St. Peter's Peacocks, this, a Cinderella team. And I would imagine, Frank, that you have absolutely no interest in this whatsoever. Well, you know, I don't watch college basketball. I don't pay much attention to March Madness. But I have to tell you, I'm as excited and as interested in this St. Peter's story as anybody. I mean, I, I mean, there's just something about an, uh, an underdog story like this. They're saying this could be the best Cinderella story uh, in the history of the NCAA tournament. So I think like a lot of people from our – and the fact that they're a local team, I mean, for putting aside the fact that it was a college that I never heard of before, but uh, the fact that – it's a local team, and they've made it to the Sweet 16 when they were never supposed to be there. I, I love it. I, I'm going to be cheering them on. I don't want it to end. I am with you as well. I mean, that's the extent of my interest. I couldn't care less about uh, March Madness and Duke and Michigan State or any of these teams. It's the same thing every single year. I bet you most people couldn't name who won last year, who came in second, who was in the Final Four, any of that stuff. But either way, uh, St. Peter's Peacocks, I did see one player who was interviewed on TV, and, uh, well, there were a lot of players being interviewed, but this one player, he goes, we was under a lot of pressure. And I'm thinking, uh, this is a college. Uh, we was under a lot of pressure. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you can't represent your school saying we was under a lot of pressure. But either way, I'm a nitpicker like that, uh, for uh, a stickler for proper English. I hate when people say acts and stuff like that. But uh, otherwise, I'm rooting for the Peacocks uh, big time. So Frank Morano. One of the other big, one of the other, the, the, the huge, there are a lot of issues today. Of course, you're going to have these Supreme Court hearings, the nomination hearings for a, a certain judge, Katanji Jackson. That begins in a few hours. That's going to be contentious. I mean, you have the laptop from hell story. That is, to me, that should be the biggest story uh, out there. Bigger than the, uh, the war in Ukraine, in, in my estimation, but... Uh, Let's start with the war in Ukraine. I mean, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's intensifying. Apparently, the uh, Russians last night uh, gave the city of Mariupol an ultimatum. They say, get the hell out. You got till 10 o'clock, uh, I believe it was 10 o'clock Eastern time last night, to get out of Mariupol, which is being unbelievably bombarded, uh, savagely bombarded by the Russians. Uh, it's a port city. It's a very important city. But in any case, uh, they haven't acted yet. So 10 p.m., the uh, the Ukrainians tell them, screw you, and they're still there. But the German, the Russians have not done anything so far. So, Frank, my big question to you is this. I know you're a, a libertarian. As a matter of fact, dare I say you're a big Tucker Carlson fan. Uh, yeah, I, I, that you can absolutely say. When, when I listen to Tucker's commentary on Ukraine or immigration or a host of other issues, I, I think he's, you know, he and I are sharing a brain, honestly. I, I am completely in accord with where Tucker is on most global affairs issues and people like Pat Buchanan on the right and folks like Glenn Greenwald on the left. Absolutely, and, and I agree with you. Uh, uh, with all the aforementioned uh, 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 characters, journalists, etc. Uh, but uh, Tucker Carlson is, well, he's very skeptical about the war. My question to you is, do you feel like we're being pushed into this war by, by, by a bipartisan push, I would add? Uh, you know, the uh, the rhinos and uh, the left. The left is 
gung-ho for war this time, even more so maybe than the Iraq war. I'm not sure. But you, you feel like we're being pushed and maybe misled in some cases? One hundred percent. I mean, the, the, you need only look at the fact that uh, a week or two ago there was a poll that showed 74 percent of the American people support a no-fly zone. Now, the only way that's possible is if the overwhelming majority of people in this country have no idea what a no-fly zone means. I, I think they just think that it's something, oh, okay, Russians can't fly there. Well, ha- what happens if they do fly there? You shoot down Russian jets. And then you're in a shooting war with the country with the largest arsenal of nuclear warheads in the world. I think um, whether it's the military industrial po- uh, complex or whether it's these uh, failed foreign policy makers that have gotten every foreign policy decision over the last 21 years completely wrong on either the right or the left, I think there is a tremendous push for war. If you listen to the things Zelensky is asking Congress for, I mean, that's basically an invitation to have America, you know, dive headfirst into World War Three. And I honestly and I hate to question the myth of Vladimir Zelensky, who's now this international rock star of Churchill and Mandela combined. But I thought his remarks on Sunday invoking the Holocaust and publicly berating right, Israel right. Uh, because he feels that they're uh, trying to mediate this dispute without choosing a side. I thought that was way out of line, honestly. And, uh, and invoking uh, the final solution and, My and all goodness. that stuff. You know, no, it was way out of bounds. And uh, I've said this on this program as well. I've heard Skeptic- you. Yeah. And, and you were right uh, with all these other center-right pundits were wrong about the Iraq war back uh, 20 years ago. So uh, you were one of the few people that called it right. Well, thank you for acknowledging that. I appreciate that. Yes, indeed. Uh, Zelensky, uh, I mean, skeptical again of his, his, you know, the adoration, the adulation that he's receiving. Remember, uh, 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 the smug thug, Andrew Cuomo, Dr. Fauci, Michael Avenatti, they were beloved by the media. They they received this godlike status and all this adulation. And I'm not saying that the Zelensky should be classified in a category with those guys, but just keep that in mind. I mean, and the the, the stuff that the fake news tells you, for example, you know, Putin's been calling for a denazification. Now, I don't know if there's a heavy Nazi influence in Ukraine whatsoever. I don't know. So, but the response is uh, over, universally on all these fake news channels is that, well, Zelensky is Jewish. But then you look up, uh, then you find out that this uh, Azov battalion is uh, comprised, of, uh, and this is part of the uh, Ukrainian National Guard, is comprised of 20% neo-Nazis. They won't tell you that on the fake news, and it makes me wonder, what else are they not telling you? Mm. That's all. Just a lot of skepticism. I, I, I completely agree with you. And, and look, um, you know, you see uh, that uh, Zelensky had no problem banning some of the uh, ultra-left-wing parties in Ukraine. But it's very interesting. He hasn't banned the ultra-right-wing neo-Nazi parties. Thank you, Frank Murrow. So they exist. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Putin is an animal. I, I wish, like Lindsey Graham, that he was assassinated. Lindsey shouldn't say that. But I do wish he was assassinated. Somebody should cut his, uh, his beady-eyed, evil little throat. However, don't t- treat me like I'm stupid, uh, fake news, please. I know what's going on. I, I have Google. I can look things up. Uh, so, yes, so you and I are on the same page with that. Uh, uh, and apparently, uh, not apparently, but Joe Biden, the imbecile in chief, as I call him, He's traveling out to Brussels and Poland. He's going to go to NATO uh, this week. I mean, uh, I, I don't trust these people, I've said it before, to operate a hot dog stand. 
But in any case, uh, speaking of the fake news now, the liberal fake news all in for a, uh, a World War III, essentially. Listen to Chuck Todd yesterday. He's, uh, he's hectoring the, uh, the head of NATO. Uh, this is cut 15, Lou. Uh, this is just an example of, uh, you know, these guys beating the drums for war. Chuck Todd to the NATO chief yesterday on Meet the Press. Play cut 15, please, Lou. How long can NATO stand by and watch Russia target civilians without finding a way to help more. NATO allies are stepping up their support to Ukraine, partly by delivering uh, military support, humanitarian support, and uh, billions of billions of financial support to Ukraine. And then, of course, we also impose unprecedented sanctions on Russia to ensure that they are paying a high price for this uh, totally unjustified, uh, senseless war against an independent sovereign nation, uh, Ukraine. And let me also remind you... Oh, that's good. So, so I was more interested in... in uh Chuck Todd's question, which is, how long is NATO going to stand by and watch? Uh, maybe Chuck Todd doesn't realize that Ukraine is not a part of NATO, which is uh, one of the reasons for this war right now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, somebody should inform him, but uh, that's kind of misleading, uh, that question. And again, to me, the fake news beating the drums for war, Frank Morano. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I must have missed the question to the uh, the head of NATO there of how long the United States was going to stand by and watch Saudi Arabia slaughter Yemeni civilians. Uh, I guess that came later in the interview. <laughs> that is very, very salient of you, Frank Morano. And one of the speaking of, uh, you know, these this this bunch of woke, incompetent misfits surrounding uh, Joe Biden. Uh, you know, trying to navigate us through this Ukrainian mess. Uh, Lloyd Austin, he was on one of the Sunday morning shows, and this guy inspires absolutely no confidence in me whatsoever. Cut 13, please, Lou. I believe that he's uh, taking these kinds of steps because, as uh, was described earlier, his campaign is stalled. He's resorting to uh, types of tactics that we we see on display every day. And again, uh, this is uh, this is really disgusting. This is the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin. Disgusting? I mean, yeah, we know that already. But uh, a guy who, by the way, remember when Obama said that uh, ISIS is the JV team? He got that from this guy, Lloyd Austin. He was the commander at that time when uh, when Obama made those statements. He told Obama, nah, ISIS is no big deal. Don't worry about it. How'd that turn out? But uh, Yes, again, uh, surrounded by all these people. So far, so good. Thank God they have not dragged us into World War III. Uh, no, no fly zone. They're sticking to that. Uh, they, uh, you know, they squashed the, the MIG deal. Although, you know, here's the thing, Frank, on this war, is that the, uh, the Russians were amassing troops and tanks on the border of the Ukraine for months. And all of a sudden, and, and then, by the way, for, for weeks ahead of the invasion, uh, Joe Biden and his people were saying they're definitely going to invade. Right, they're definitely imminent. going to. Right. So if you wanted to send arms and all that stuff, you know, I mean, the urgency now that they're displaying, why didn't you do it in advance? I mean, if you were any kind of uh, competent leaders and you saw that and you knew what was going to happen, you would have sent all these arms, the MIGs, you would have had it in place. Before the invasion, that would have made a lot more sense. To, uh, what do you think? Frank? Well, I tend to agree with you. I, I'm not an advocate of sending more lethal aid to uh, the Ukrainians to help prolong a war and have more people dead on both sides that the Ukrainians 
I don't believe, have any hope of winning, although they've done a great job but, thus far. But you're right. Much I better than, than most people have. I will say, you know, and I'm critical of President Biden. I didn't vote for him and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't vote for him if he runs again. But uh, I do have to give him some credit in not, uh, he, you know, going along with these war hawks in both parties and what 74 percent of the American people want. They're all saying no fly zone. They all want it. Biden, to his credit, is not going along with that. I, I have to give him a lot of credit there. Right. Again, I, I think they stumbled into the right moves here. But uh, and I agree with you, sending all these arms over is uh, somewhat prolonging the misery, you know, giving these people false hope. In the meantime, a lot of people are dying. But if they had done it before the the, sure. the actual invasion, they might have deterred it, uh, is my point. So to do it now seems, uh, you know, a dollar late, a little bit uh, and a day short. But, uh, again, if they had done it in, the, in, in advance of the invasion, they might have deterred it. The, to me, yeah, I give them credit for, for stumbling, for doing the right thing. I think they stumble into doing the right things. But uh, I still don't trust them. I still think they're a bunch of incompetent misfits. In any case, Frank Morano, we're out of time in this segment. We're going to come right back. We'll talk with, with, about all the big stories today. There's a lot of stuff out there, as I mentioned. The, the laptop from hell, that thing continues to fester. Uh, I love the New York Post headline on Saturday, lies, excuse me, spies who lie, et cetera, et cetera. You had the big, uh, the big uh, Supreme Court hearings today that's already gotten very ugly with people alleging that Republican senators want to get the uh, Supreme Court nominee killed, et cetera, et cetera, on the Bernie and Sid show without Sid, but accompanied by Frank Morano, uh, gladly and uh, honored to have him in here this morning. 1-800-848-9222 on the Bernie and Sid show. We'll be right back. You false hope. No. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app on this first day of spring, ladies and gentlemen. Very, uh, very uh, happy day, in my opinion. I'm joined. Sid Rosenberg is out on the Bernie and Sid Show. Sid is out pursuing an acting career in Hollywood, but I'm joined by Frank Marano. Uh, he hosts the Overnights. Uh, with uh, Frank Marano's great. He's a talent. I know you know who he is, folks. You might not be up early enough, but he's a very smart individual, and uh, he, he's, he's, he's got no shortage of opinions, does Frank Marano. He's with me now. Frank, good morning. It's great to be here, Bernie. Thanks for thanks for having me. And if people ever can't stay up between 1 and 5 a.m., they can always check out the podcast at the at uh, wabcradio.com or just search The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano on any podcast app they want. Absolutely. Listen, Frank, I bring this up every single day and will do so until uh, the, day, the actual day. They're going to honor a uh, cop killer at SUNY Brockport on April 6th. So far, they have not canceled it. At SUNY Brockport, our tax, tax dollars at work, a, a, a state-subsidized college, obviously. And this guy was paroled. This Anthony Bottom was paroled by Cuomo's parole board. He killed not only two cops here in New York, but he killed a cop in San Francisco. And I urge everybody out there, if you have kids especially that go to that school, to contact them and express your outrage and your fury 
And uh, your thoughts on that, Frank? Well, <laughs> I think it's terrible. I was pleased to see that uh, the state college, which is subsidized by the taxpayer, is withdrawing the funding for this talk. But um, and I recognize that it was one faculty member, not necessarily the school itself, that made this decision to invite uh, invite the, this cop killer. Look, I, I've interviewed a lot of murderers over the years, and I'm not saying there's not some educational value to people that have uh, committed a serious crime and served their debt to society. And you can learn a lot from that. But I certainly don't think that the t- taxpayers should be paying the bill for anything like that. Absolutely not. It's gross. I mean, uh, these people should be fired. I mean, this is unbelievable. This uh, In this day and age, when the cops have been disrespected, but I think it's swinging around back to the other way. So for them to be perpetuating this uh, disrespect for police is is just gross, uh, and, and, and Kathy Hochul should speak out on it. It should be a bigger story, but it's not. I predicted that Snoop Dogg would be uh, taken off the halftime show of the Super Bowl because he just a few months ago he wrote a song that said, uh, you know, he was talking to his black brothers, he said, stop shooting each other and start, start shooting the police. And I said, I predicted that he would be taken off because of public outrage. Mm. And, of course, nothing of the kind. I still see him doing uh, Corona commercials, Corona beer commercials, which, by the way, I'm going to stop buying and, uh, you know, doing all kinds of things. So uh, my estimation of the public's outrage, I guess I overestimated uh, their intelligence or their awareness or I don't know. They're outraged. I'm not sure where I went wrong on it. But uh, anyway, it is gross. The police, you know, uh, speaking of the police, the uh, this uh, anti-crime unit, it actually, uh, it actually, well, w- w- they, they nailed a guy in my old neighborhood in Soundview. I believe it was on Friday. A gun. Uh, he was a, he, he possessed a gun and he was a, a, an ardent, a nasty a recidivist. But either way, the anti-crime units, they've, they've deployed them throughout the five boroughs over the weekend, including Staten Island, uh, Frank. So uh, I think we're getting uh, we're starting down a path where maybe even though crime is up 45 percent this year, crime is up th- through March 13th. Crime is up 45 percent in New York City, believe it or not, under Eric Adams, uh, maybe uh, with this uh, new deployment of the anti-crime units. We may start to see reap some dividends from uh, that. Well, look, if you see Eric Adams' travel schedule of late, it's clear what his priorities are, right? He's going to Chicago. He's going to Miami. He's flying all over the country. He views himself as a national political figure. I have no doubt that he views himself as a candidate for president or vice president in 2024 or 2028. He can only do that if his signature issue, which is public safety and reducing crime, shows some results. And I I think this uh, anti uh, gun unit, formerly known as the anti-crime unit, is is going to be a big part of that. So, uh, look, I, I hope that uh, there's nobody rooting more, you know, rooting harder for him than me. And I hope it works. And uh, I just uh, you shake your head. There was somebody shot around the corner from us on Friday. I mean, at a luxury hotel, yeah. at a four-star hotel in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. It's not that great a hotel. I've been there. I liked it. They put us up there for the snowstorm. I liked it. The freaking bathrooms were freezing. If you took a shower, you were, you know, it was ice cold. 
Well, uh, yeah, then good. I'm glad he I've got shot then. Well, no, I don't want the guy to get shot. I, I, he wasn't an employee of the hotel. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, he but, was a uh, cryptocurrency guy or something. Right. But, uh, no, I mean, the point is, uh, you know, it, the, you never thought crime. We New Yorkers were spoiled by so many years of low crime in the Giuliani and the Bloomberg era. I think people have forgot to some extent how bad it could be. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You mentioned uh, Eric Adams. He actually traveled to Chicago. I, I would imagine it was billed as to get some, you know, tips from Lori Lightfoot on how to reduce crime. Believe it or not, I, I understand he stopped off in New Jersey on the way out to ask uh, Chris Christie for some tips on how to run a marathon. I mean, <laughs> to ask Lori Lightfoot for tips on fighting crime? Are you kidding me? Uh, anyway, we'll talk more about Eric Adams and crime upcoming. We'll talk about the laptop from hell. We'll talk about. The Supreme Court nominee going ahead of the Senate Judiciary Committee today in front of, I should say, uh, for confirmation hearings. It's gotten very, very ugly. Uh, Frank Marano and Bernard McGurk, even though uh, on the Bernie and Sid show, Sid Rosenberg out in Hollywood pursuing an acting career. 1-800-848-9222. We'd love to hear from you. And we're coming right back. And traffic and sports is coming up next. The clip of the How dare I forget the clip of the day? Right now, it is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8. Here, Mr. Katz talks with the United States Senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson. Give the American people an update of where the heck we are with the new revelations with Hunter's laptop. I'm, I'm just amazed that the New York Times just now came to the conclusion that the Hunter Biden laptop was genuine. Where, where have they been? That was pretty obvious within a week or two of New York Post breaking stories. And you start tracing the emails, go, yeah, this is this is a genuine laptop. And, of course, the FBI has known that. The mainstream media, their bias, interfered with our elections, had a far greater impact on our elections than anything Russia or China ever could hope to accomplish. People should be outraged. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Alrighty, not sitting, but Justin Ellick sitting in for the big guy here. This is your bottom of the hour sports update. Let's catch up with some local action from yesterday as we begin with the Knicks at the Garden hosting the Utah Jazz. The Knicks couldn't keep Donovan Mitchell under wraps as he poured in a game-high 36 points to pretty much single-handedly bury New York by a score of 108-93. to R.J. Barrett would top out the Knicks side of the box score with 24 points added to his ledger, but a lack of life from his supporting cast allowed the Jazz to pull away in due time. The Knicks will be back on the court tomorrow night when the Atlanta Hawks pay Manhattan a visit. As for hardwood action tonight, the Jazz will stick around for their meeting with the Nets in the Barclays Center. That's set for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. To the ice we go now as we start with the losers with the Islanders falling 2-1 to to the Flyers in Philadelphia yesterday. Despite jumping out to an early one nothing lead, that proved to be all the Isles could muster up on the road as Philly would ride two unanswered second period goals all the way to the win column. The Rangers had much better luck in their road matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes backup Blue Shirts tender Alexander Georgiev showed his worth in Shesterkin's stead with a season-high 44 saves and a route to his seventh career shutout. Old faithful Chris Kreider broke a scoreless tie late in the second frame, and the Rangers would not look back. A look ahead for both squads sees the Islanders host the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night, and the Rangers will face off at Newark against the Devils about a half an hour beforehand. Marching along briskly here in this year's edition of March Madness as the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament officially moves into the round of 16. That's set to begin this Thursday night when number one seed Gonzaga 
Gonzaga is scheduled to tip it off with four-seat Arkansas shortly after 7 p.m. Eastern time. This year's Cinderella story in St. Peter's will be in attendance in the Sweet 16 as well. Their game is on Friday against uh, three-seat Purdue, the 15-seed uh, St. Peter's hopefully will keep their underlog, underdog excuse me, story alive. Here with your bottom-of-the-hour sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. That's uh, Frank Morano. The other side of midnight. You can wait for the midnight hour for Frank Morano, who is uh, on the Bernie and Sid show. He's uh, substituting for Sid Rosenberg, who's out pursuing an acting career in Hollywood. We wish him all the best. Absolutely. You never had uh, much of a desire to go Hollywood, did you, Bernie? Pursue acting all. and things like that? Nah, I, I hated uh, uh, any of that extracurricular stuff. The only thing I did, as you know, I, I did a lot of cable news, a lot mm. of Fox news. I mean, it was fun while it lasted, but. Uh, even while I was doing it, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of it because, as you know, Frank Morano, the radio, your radio career consumes, you know, most of oh, your time and efforts. No doubt about it. No so, doubt about it. Yeah. So for them to be booking you, you know, four o'clock, eight o'clock at night or whatever, come in on Saturday, it was uh, a bit much for me. And it was before the uh, whole Zoom phenomenon. So I had to actually be there in person. But that was the extent to uh, of my extra, you know, my outside radio type of work, uh, no no interest in uh, pursuing a Hollywood career. How about yourself? Uh, no, I never had any interest. I will tell you, though, uh, there was an episode of the TV show Damages, which was on FX, which is a good show. I don't know if you ever saw it, with Glenn Close and uh, Ted Danson's in one season, William Hurt's in one season, uh, Dominic Kiena's, you know, a lot of good folks. And they, they took um, about four and a half, maybe five seconds of Curtis and I speaking on the radio and they play it in an integral scene in this in this show and Curtis and I still both get paid from wow. having our voice on the show so while I never really want to you know go on aud- auditions or pursue acting it is great when you go to the mailbox totally at random and you get a check for $20 that you're not expecting for work that you did 12 years ago, which wasn't even that hard 12 years ago. Nice. It's really terrific. Yeah, it's very lucrative if you make it a exactly. very lucrative yeah. uh, profession. But uh, don't quit your day job because most people do not make it. Uh, but if you do, yeah, you get stuff like royalties galore. You see all these actors, Kevin Hart, Jamie Foxx, uh, uh, all of them, even all, all these new uh you know, these betting commercials, these betting outfit commercials, all these guys mailing it in, you know, one day of uh, taping because of their celebrity status, they make money hand over fist. So it is lucrative, again, if you make it. Uh, but listen, I, I would re- be remiss if I didn't tell you I'm going to be joined by the owner of uh, WABC Radio. He's a wildly successful businessman. He also read Apple Media, which uh, runs WABC Radio. His name is John Katzmatidis. He will join me at 7 o'clock. Frank's going to stick around till 7. Mr. Katz will join me uh, after 7, right straight through to 10 o'clock. So keep it tuned right here, folks. Uh, Mr. Katz is brilliant, and he's very, very opinionated. He pulls no punches. Speaking of a guy who pulls no punches, before we get to the uh, laptop from hell, Frank Morano, uh, President Trump, former President Trump, he he gave a speech, I believe it was in Florida, uh, over the weekend somewhere, and he said this, and this is one of the reasons why, well, I like, I love President Trump. He, he was talking about the war in Ukraine and how it wouldn't happen under 
It never would have happened under his watch. Uh, I haven't heard this. I hope the quality's pretty good, but play cut 15, Lou. In the White House, we had peace through strength. They didn't around with us. They didn't blank around with us. Uh, so that was uh, President Trump. I just thought I'd play that just to make myself feel good. Now back to uh, the laptop from hell, uh, Frank. This is one. This is the biggest scandal. Uh, in fact, Bill O'Reilly calls this. He's got a new column out and uh, this morning. And in it, he states that this is the biggest media scandal in history by far. This laptop from hell, which, uh, you know, of course, is the Hunter Biden laptop. And by the way, this is not about Hunter Biden. This is about the corruption of Joe Biden, our current president. And is he? we're in the middle of maybe getting dragged into a Ukrainian war. He was, His son was receiving money from the Ukraine. It was, I mean, he sold out this country uh, using his son as, uh, you know, as, as the vehicle to do so. And with China as well, and perhaps with Russia, received $3.5 million from some oligarch's wife. But uh, this laptop from hell... Uh, it was, uh, of course, the New York Post reported it about three weeks before the election last year. And the media wouldn't touch it, but big tech wouldn't touch it. But even more damning, I would imagine, is that uh, deep, the deep state, they came up with some letter to give all these people cover to say, nah, forget it. The deep state says uh, they put out a letter, 50 former intel people. So uh, they essentially, in my opinion, Frank Morano, they rigged the election. Before Election Day, what do you think? Well, I think certainly it uh, had much more of an influence on the election than uh, something that we're always hearing about, the Anthony Weiner laptop in 2016 or WikiLeaks or Julian Assange or James Comey, all of which was blamed for Trump's win in 2016. But I was saying to uh, John Katsimatidis, who uh, we're going to hear from in a little while, on the Cats Roundtable yesterday, and people could check out the podcast at WABCRadio.com. To me, the real scandal is what you just alluded to, the role of big tech in censoring this information. Now, this was not some fringe conspiracy theorist that came out with this and tried to tweet about it. This was the editor of the New York Post in one of the largest papers in the country, one of the largest papers in the world. They put this on Twitter and they get their account suspended. You're not able to link to the story. Now, you couple that with what we've seen in terms of blocking the lab leak hypothesis in China, which now most people believe about COVID, with uh, blocking all sorts of information. And I it's very, very disturbing that big tech has this much control over the flow of information that people are getting. Even if it's in a newspaper, you still can't share it on Twitter. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's it's really a, a, a big problem, a huge scandal. Uh, yeah, f- what, 15 months after the election, the New York Times uh, says, yeah, we've authenticated that the laptop is real. Well, you know, let, let's not let's now pursue the actual content of uh, what's in the laptop, the emails, the corruption, the big guy getting 10% and all that stuff. Let's not j- just ask for apologies from the media. But let's take some action on this. I, w- I want to know, is Joe Biden compromised? I believe he is. And uh, I would also say that, uh, you know, during the debates, for example, how effective the deep state gave cover to both the media and big tech. Just listen to this clip from a debate just before the election, about two weeks before the election between Biden and Trump. And listen to Biden cite this letter and shut down all conversation. Cut to Lou. There are 50 former national intelligence folks 
who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mm-hmm. mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what is this that's where exactly you're what This is going. where he's going. The that, laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue Boy, on the issue of race. Mr. President, you've described. So that was a perfect example of how that uh, letter from these intel chiefs, including five former CIA chiefs, Shut down the conversation without any evidence, by the way. Exactly. It was not as if they said, oh, well, we have different evidence here. And I know John Katsimatidis has some uh, strong views uh, on this as well. Hi, Yo, Bernie. How are you? Mr. Katsimatidis. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. I, I, I Growing up uh, and going to the schools in, in this country, I am shocked at what's going on. Five former CIA directors, they had to know what's going on. I mean, these guys can't be that dumb. Exactly. I mean, and, and at what point did the FBI find out that it was, that it was wrong? Right. And, the and CIA, these guys talk to each other all the time. So, so the, the question is... The who scary was, thing is, if these guys are the ones watching out for our country, then we're in deep doo-doo. Right, and and it, it, the most benign, uh, uh, you know, description would be that that it was a mistake. I I uh, I put this forward. I don't believe it was a mistake. I believe they they knew that the the Hunter laptop was real, and to protect Joe Biden, they they signed this letter and uh, essentially rigged the election. I think this was a criminal conspiracy. You know what I wonder though, Bernie, and look, I, I do think what the the motivation is exactly what you and and John are saying, which was to have someone other than Trump win the election. But the country was so polarized a year and a half ago. Do you know of anybody that was really undecided a month or two before the election? Did did it really sway that many votes? Well, according to uh polls, it swayed about 10% Ten uh, percent of the Bi- people who voted for Biden said that they never heard of it, and if they had heard of the, the laptop from hell, they would not have voted for Joe Biden, and that in itself would have thrown the election mm. to Donald Trump. Well, if so, that's true, if it is ten percent of the folks who vote well, for him, that's other, substantial. The other big problem, guys, is what you just talked about: social media. Social media yeah. is controlling what the public is viewing. It's like having the, uh, an atheist being CEO of the public library. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, you know, they won't have any Bibles. <laughs> yeah. No, social- I mean, how else do you compare it? I mean, it's just uh, – and, and there's got to be something wrong with it, and there's got to be something we should be doing about it. And uh, what happened uh, uh, with uh, those five states? Where, what was it? Silken Park? Right. Spent four hundred million dollars. Right. Zuckerberg spent yeah. four hundred million dollars uh, to uh, control the mail-in ballots. I mean, the American people are not stupid. They have to finally realize that something smells. What was the old expression? Something's rotten in Denmark. Yeah. Now, it, has anybody used it in the last twenty years? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I like hearing it. If something <laughs> is rotten in the United States. Absolutely yeah. right. 
No, that's for sure. And if you look at what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, in Russia, he, Putin won't even allow the television programs to say there's a war. In Ukraine, uh, Zelensky thinks nothing of banning opposition political parties, even in the midst of the war. It, meanwhile, here in the United States, the, a sitting president, now the former president of the United States, is banned from Twitter. I mean, you think about what a right. backward situation it is. Right. This so, is a third world country. Yeah, it's, it's uh, getting late early, as Yogi would say. It's uh, what it's devolving into, and it really is. And, uh, again, uh, President Trump, I, I, I contend that the 2016 election was rigged with the Russia collusion hoax stuff, even though Trump won it. And then again in 2020 with this particular thing. And, and, and again, the media bias was over the top. Hunter laptop, laptop from hell aside. I mean, all the, the chips, uh, all, the deck was stacked against uh, former President Trump. He was the most persecuted president in the history of this country. They, I mean, this Trump derangement syndrome was so real. And I actually feel sorry for the poor guy because he got screwed left and right. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, 20, both left and right yeah. because he dared. He dared. Uh, challenge the the bureaucracy of Washington. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Bernie, that he was treated unfairly. But in many respects, Donald Trump was his own worst enemy. Uh, there were uh, through his conduct and through a lot of the key appointments that he made, uh, through his handling of certain situations, a lot of these were unforced errors. Uh, and I know he was sick, but the conduct in the first debate, I did, I do think, turned a lot of people that might have been swing voters off. Uh, so uh, again, uh, I'm proud. Probably voted for Trump twice, but I, I think um, some of the, the the things that happened to him were of his own making. The other expression is carried his own banana peel. Right. Well, that's yeah. uh, I, that's one I haven't heard. I like o- that. One. Only Rosie O'Donnell. You talking about that? Uh, no, I was talking the first about debate? the first debate with Biden. Uh, oh, with Biden. Oh, I thought you were t- uh, with in 2016, uh, the, the 2015 actually, when uh, Megyn Kelly said, "You've called women fat pigs, slobs," right, and he right. goes, that was "Only Rosie time. O'Donnell." People that was loved it. That was the very first debate, and. And I would contend, uh, Frank Morano, is that uh, that that's why people love Donald Trump because he did, he was, uh, you know, he was out of the box, he was an outsider, and he spoke, he shot from the hip, even though yeah, it came back to bite him in the butt many many times. But either way, Frank Morano, we thank you for uh, thank spending you, the Bernie. extra Thank you, Bernie. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, John. And uh, I know he's going to kill me for mentioning it, but I want to wish a happy birthday to Lou Rufino, the best engineer, the best board op in all of America. And we're lucky to have him back here at WABC. Happy birthday. Happy Lou. birthday. Happy birthday, Lou Rufino. Wow. Lou, say thank, say you, thank you. Say thank something. Thank you. All right. We'll get a cake for you later or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'll maybe be waiting. <laughs> on the Bernie and Sitcha, one 800 We're going to be joined next hour, of course, Mr. Katzmatidis, John Katzmatidis. It's going to spend the uh, next three hours in studio with me in lieu of Sid's absence. And we will speak to Rich Lowry next hour. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to speak to Rudy Giuliani, who, of course, was smack dab in the middle of the laptop from hell. He got the uh, laptop from the the computer uh, store guy, whatever the hell it was. We're going to speak to him. 1-800-848-922 on the Bernie and Sid Show. Coming right back. New York Bernie, don't quit your day job. You know, 
I don't intend to, and I, I really shouldn't. Uh, that is Tony, the great, the legendary Tony Orlando, who's heard Saturday nights here on 77 WABC. And what a good guy, a great guy, John. Mr. Katzmatidis knows him very, very he well. Is a, he is a terrific person. You know, he we call him a Greek Rican. A great, exactly right. He's half yes. Greek, half Puerto Rican. And uh, one year we made him a grand marshal of the uh, Greek Independence Day Parade. And he went up Fifth Avenue on top of a float singing his favorite songs. And he, when he came back, when he swung back, he was crying. I said, Tony, why are you crying? He says, when I was going up Fifth Avenue in the, in the Greek parade, I felt my, my, my father watching over me. And he had tears in his eyes. Wow. That is very moving. Yeah, he's, he is that kind of a guy. Uh, we've interviewed him, uh, Sid and myself, uh, uh, several times, and uh, just warm and, uh, yes, still around, still killing it on Saturday nights here on 77 WABC. Again, thanks to John Katsimatidis. And, uh, John, listen, this uh, war in Ukraine, uh, we talked about it earlier here on the Bernie and Sid Show with Frank Morano, and uh, apparently uh, Joe Biden spoke to the Chinese dictator, Xi Jinping, over the weekend, and the dictator was, he was actually warning Biden, hey, watch out with these sanction, sanctions on Russia. Uh, so uh, anyway, there's a lot of factors. Wait, wait, what lot- sanctions on Russia? On Friday, we, 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 we find out that uh, Biden and the United States wants to give Russia $10 billion to build a nuclear plant for Iran. Iran, yes, yes. So what uh, sanctions? On, on Friday, we find out that they had $129 billion due to bondholders. And they, they asked, uh, and they, uh, all their accounts were frozen. So Biden and Washington allowed them to wire it out of their frozen account. So, so when you say sanctions, yeah. we really don't know what's going on. It is, you know, it, it, sanctions uh, in the newspapers, for sure. Right. It is a, a, a definitely a brew of weak tea. These sanctions, no question about it. And the Iran thing is a whole nother story, which we'll get into, no doubt. Uh, I, I heard you talking to Larry Kudlow about it on a Friday. You know, on, on you know what I said, roundtable. Bernie. I said two years ago, before the election, if China, Russia, and Iran got to pick the next U.S. president, they couldn't have done a better job than Joe Biden. <laughs> no doubt about it. So I guess my question to you, uh, John Katsimatidis, is do you think, uh, given the, uh, the, the laptop from hell and all, everything that's going on, and these weak sanctions against Russia, and the two-hour conversation with uh, Xi Jinping, which they won't release the transcripts of. They will not release the transcripts, so we don't know exactly what went on. But do you think uh, uh, President Biden, Joe Biden, is compromised? Um, I would say nobody's going to say it. Nobody's going to talk about it. Uh, but there's got to be something there. I don't know what's there. There's got to be something there. Uh, I am concerned. Look, historically, I always liked Joe Biden as a person. And, 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 but it's what's happening right now that every move he makes hurts the American people. It, it, it makes American people richer and makes other countries, uh, it makes American people poorer, right. makes other countries richer. 
Exactly. I mean, we, we're we paying the Saudi Arabians, we're paying OPEC, we're paying Russia $110 a barrel for oil, hundred. I don't know what today's price is this morning. But th- that money is going out of the U.S. consumer's pockets into somebody else's pockets. And I look, I have nothing against, the truth is I have nothing against the Chinese. They're smart people. They're, they're, gonna, they're outsmarting us. And my other problem is that our former intelligence people, if they are that dumb, I, I am concerned. Right. I and mean, the, and what I said is 99.9% of our intelligence people are loyal Americans. But we have been politicized. Almost every federal agency has been politicized from the top. And my concern that they're more loyal to the party than they're loyal to the United States of America. And, and, and my thoughts is when I swear on the Bible and I swear to perform a job, I'm loyal to the country, not individuals and not, you know, a, a, and not uh, uh, parties, whether Democratic or Republican or whatever. You, you got to be loyal to the country. You know, that's uh, well said. Uh, they're loyal to the party. That's a generous interpretation of what they're doing. I don't think they're stupid. I don't think they rose to the top by being, uh, you know, their, their positions, including Joe Biden and uh, and all these uh, deep state intel people, by being stupid. I don't think it rose that. I think their loyalty to, to the party bled into actual corruption. And uh, it slowly but surely bled into uh, a corruption, given the laptop from hell and the letter and all that stuff. But, uh, yes, the well, fact well, look, that... Look what happens. You know, I, I, I listened to uh, uh, 70 people that went to jail, went to solitary confinement. And the people in, 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 in the Democratic Party, the people that got caught doing things wrong, uh, lying to federal judges, lying, they still got their uh, legal, uh, their law licenses. Exactly right. I, I mean, but Bernie, we went to school. We, we learned that the United States of America is better than that. Well, we, we certainly did learn that, and uh, it's full, it seems to everything seems to be falling apart because, as you said, everything that this president, this administration does hurts the American people. They want us now to buy oil from uh, Venezuela. I mean, we could make it. It's certainly the energy policy is, is exhibit A as to what you're saying, John, because, uh, I mean, we, we have the ability, obviously, and you, you know better than anybody I else. I suggested I had the Canadians' uh, 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 ministers down a couple of weeks ago, the North American Energy uh, uh, Treaty. Canada, United States, and Mexico can make North America energy independent. We can produce 15 million barrels a day. And that's the answer. You'll bring down yeah. you'll bring down the price of food. You'll bring down the price of gasoline at the gas pump by fifty percent, Bernie. And you would, in, in the process, be hurting uh, Russia and, by extension, China. No, uh, you're not hurting them at that point because you're still going to be drilling. You know what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not making the American people poorer. Yeah. And, and the other thing I say, like everybody's going out. Climate change. Climate change. Well. Climate change, maybe over the next 100 years, maybe over the next 200 years. But the actions that 
this administration is coming or doing can hurt this country over the next 20 years, 30 years, where my kids or grandkids to come are not going to be living in the United States of America because they're attacking every part of our, our, our system. They're attacking our education system. They're attacking our legal system. They're attacking our borders. I mean, how else do you say it, Bernie? The American people are not stupid. Yeah. How else? You, every part of our systems are being either politicized or being attacked. Yes, they're undermining our way. They're trying to undermine our way of life. And these uh, climate zealots, you have to wonder if they, they don't have a uh, an ulterior motive, a hidden agenda. I mean, give, give and stipulated that they believe that global warming is occurring and it's hurting the, uh, you know, the environment. But as you point out, that's not for another 100, 200 years, if then. But right now, uh, maybe these people's hidden agenda is they hate this country. They just do not like the United States of Either America. Either that or somebody's paying them. And ah. don't forget, don't forget, in addition, in addition, China and, uh, and foreign governments are buying our politicians. Money is more important to some of our politicians and say, and, and, and then, than being loyal to our country. I mean, it's, it's sad. I mean, it is. Where was the last time we put somebody in jail for treason? Uh, I can't recall. I do not recall. Okay. Being... Don't you think there's a lot of people who are guilty of treason? Oh, my God, yes. Uh, the aforementioned uh, 50 people who signed that letter. I would say are guilty of treason, and 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 as you say, uh, John, uh, that some people put money ahead of country, brings us back full circle to the question: Is Joe Biden compromised? He got money apparently ten percent from uh, uh, Hunter's China business dealings. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you how they're going to cover it up. The, uh, the, the IRS is going to hit him, and they're going to say you owe fifteen million dollars, and uh, and he'll pay it. And uh, he'll get uh, probation. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, as far as accountability goes, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe. And, 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 you know, it'll only be, uh, some, uh, you know, something real lenient, as you point out. But we could, uh, and it is only speculation, but it's not only China. It's, it's China, Russia, and the Ukraine. Oddly enough, China, Russia, and the Ukraine is where the Biden uh, family crime syndicate in uh, some people's words, uh, got money from. A hunter got $3.5 million from a Russian oligarch in Moscow. He got all, all that money from the Ukrainian uh, gas company, uh, Burisma. I mean, so how odd is it that uh, And these are the three? If somebody did that in Russia or somebody did that in China, he'd be shot by tomorrow morning. <laughs> that's right. That, you, that's discipline. I mean, if somebody uh, if somebody did that in Saudi Arabia, they'll chop his head off by tomorrow morning. Exactly, exactly right. But it's being done to us, and, uh, and, and like- you know, and you know what the problem in the world is. Uh, all our uh, our fellow citizens, uh, we're tiptoeing through the tulips. Where, if you have eight billion people in the world, probably five and a half billion are are led by dictators. And maybe two and a half billion, in theory, free world. So you know what happens? Who's going to win? If we are not tough enough to survive, if we are, and we're just tiptoeing through the tulips, 
our kids and grandkids may have a problem. Right. And, and we are our own last best hope. There's no no other country out there that's going to come save us like we're maybe. Nobody. There's nobody. Nobody's right. gonna, nobody. There is nobody out there. It's the United States of America, and nobody else is out there to save the world. It's us. Otherwise, you're going to have a world full of Putins, a world full of Xi's, a, a world full of uh, uh, Iranian uh, dictators. Yeah. Yeah, all these guys. And, and speaking of the, the Iranian thing, and you uh, relayed one aspect of it, but uh, to allow Russia to broker the Iran, uh, the Iran nuclear talks, I mean, it's, 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 it's insanity. And, and, and to, to give Russia $10 billion when we're in the middle of a war? Right. Yeah, no, it is absolute insanity. And uh, uh, listen, you know, Bibi Netanyahu commented on this whole, this is, by the way, this is cut, uh, let's see. This is Bibi Netanyahu. We'll play this little clip of Bibi Netanyahu on the danger of uh, of signing this new Iran nuke deal. He lays it out perfectly. He's got all the angles covered. Listen to Bibi right here. I think it would be a catastrophic development, and I choose my words carefully, to have a, a terrorist rogue regime that is animated by a, a crazy ideology that chants death to America, death to Israel, that wants to subjugate the entire Muslim world, that views everyone else as dangerous infidels that could, should be either subordinated to them or killed. To have the Ayatollahs have nuclear weapons is the most dangerous development on the world scene that we could possibly imagine. But that's exactly where this deal is leading. It's not def- preventing Iran from getting nuclear weapons. It's going to pave their way to get nuclear be- weapons, and it's paving their way with gold, with hundreds of billions of dollars that they're going to get to boot. So it's, it's intentional on our, uh, you know, the government's part, our Biden administration's part, to allow this to happen. And what is the reasoning for it? A, they want to hurt America, but B, it's something that Trump uh, dismantled and they want to reverse whatever Trump did. Some sort of sick thinking going on down there in Washington, D.C., John Katzmatidis. Something is wrong. And uh, what did we say before? Something is rotten in Denmark. Something is rotten in Denmark. On the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katzmatidis, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to speak to Rich Lowry a little bit later this hour. There's all kinds of uh, developments, of course, the Ukraine war, the the ultimatum for the city of Mariupol. You got the confirmation hearings for the new Supreme Court justice starting up today. And uh, Eric Adams actually went to Chicago to get some tips from Lori Lightfoot on fighting crime. Believe it or not, he, he came to me for some tips on uh, hairstyles. I don't know. Pretty ridiculous. But we're, we're going to cover it all right here on the Bernie and Sid Show. 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, each evening, I do a final thought on the No Spin News, my television broadcast, which originates 
on BillOReilly.com and then is syndicated on The First TV and others. Last week, I addressed the millions of Americans who are very, very nervous. And there are plenty of things to be tense about. COVID. I know people who still don't come out of their house because of COVID, even though it's on the wane here. Then there's inflation. Now, everybody should be nervous about that. It's hurting working and poor Americans badly. Then, of course, there is Putin's war, which could lead to World War III. I don't think it will, but old Vlad could be mad, M-A-D. It's possible. But we can't do anything about Putin. America is taking steps to try to neutralize him, but we as individuals, are we going to ruin our lives? We can't. You can't do that. Same thing with COVID. Protect yourself. Inflation, you got to cut back your spending, I guess. But all of these things are pretty much out of our control. So don't ruin your life by being nervous. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Download that app. You will not be sorry. We're also heard out in eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM, and also on your smart TVs. You can watch us and your computers at WABCradio.tv. Here on the Bernie and Sid Show, Sid out in Hollywood, pursuing an acting career. In his stead, we have the owner and the operator of WABC Radio, the owner of Red Apple Media. His name is John Katsimatidis. He's, I'm honored to have John Katsimatidis in studio. John, good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning, Bernie. I mean, uh, look, you guys you guys have a good time all the time here. Yeah, we do. Uh, we we try to, anyway. You, we, try, but you, you get the truth out. That's we, the important thing. We do indeed get the you truth know, out. But, I, yes, I never cared about Democratic politics or Republican politics or or whatever, but I do care about our country, and I do care about getting the truth out. And the truth is paramount. And, uh, and, equal, and equal justice for all. Absolutely. Equal justice for all. And on that note, uh, I'll just bring up this uh, Supreme Court nomination hearing scheduled for today, uh, John Katsimatidis. This woman, her, her name is Katanji Jackson. Now, she's replacing a liberal judge, so it's not as uh, – it, it shouldn't be as contentious as the Brett Kavanaugh thing. But uh, either way, it's gotten ugly already. You had one senator, Josh Hawley, came out and said, hey, look, she looks like she has a record of going easy on pedophiles, essentially is what he said. And I guess you could document that. I mean, he wouldn't say it. I don't believe he would say it if he couldn't document it. But you have people out there trying to make it, you know, turn it into a race issue et cetera, et cetera. This one commentator on MSNBC, his name is Eli Mistal. He said this, play cut 25, Lou. 
Here's where I need the Democrats to step up, because when they try to smear her, I need the Democrats to get up there and defend her just as vociferously as Lindsey Graham defended alleged attempted rapist Brett Kavanaugh. Like, I need that level of energy from the Democrats, especially when they come at her with this with this trumped up um, uh, alleged issues about uh, her sentencing on uh, for, for sex offenders, because what Josh Hawley is doing, let's be, let's be very clear, what Josh Hawley is doing when he tries to do this um, is he's trying to get her killed. He is trying to get violence done against a Supreme Court nominee. So you need to know where it's coming from, and Democrats need to know how to defend her from this stuff instead of letting her. Wow. Letting her that's good there enough, Lou. So there you go. The senator from Missouri is trying to get the Supreme Court nominee, the, who would be the first African American uh, female on the court, trying to get her killed. What, what was the old expression? The pot calling the kettle black. Yes, yes. Uh, See, I know. I'm, I'm bringing back, I must be showing my age by now. No, these still apply. They're very okay. applicable, no doubt about I, it. I mean, look, what they did to Justice Kavanaugh, they bring in these women that don't remember. Justice Kavanaugh was probably the straightest guy I've ever heard of. I mean, he's, he's there with his wife. He's there with his, with his two daughters, was it? And they're bringing in these prostitutes. They're putting, bringing in these women. And that don't remember if they were with them, when they were with them, which yeah. house they were with them in. I, I mean, and it's just crazy. It was a total smear job. It was disgusting. Look, I don't know this lady. and But let, 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 let the process go through. Yeah, by all accounts, she's, uh, you know, she's, she wouldn't make a fine juror. She was uh, uh, approved by the uh, Senate. Uh, in the past for the for appeals courts and stuff like that. But uh, still, this is the Supreme Court, and it's a legitimate thing to question her record. But they right away they go to they want to get her killed. I mean, that's uh, that's a little uh, a little extreme, if you ask me. And of course, the fact that she's an African-American woman, they'll, they'll invoke racism and say you can't criticize her because she's an African-American woman. So uh, you just in, in this day and age, apparently you just can't win. I don't care that she's African-American as long as she says justice for all. And she really believes that. And she ha I understand she does have the credentials. Uh, she uh, uh, she got voted to the what was it, appeals court. Right. Uh, and if she if she promises justice for all and that she's going to be straight per a person, you know, what the heck, you know? Yeah, you're not going to get, they're not going to appoint, uh, you know, they're not going to appoint uh, any conservative, uh, anybody who leans conservative. So it doesn't matter who it is. She seems, in her opening comments when uh, Biden first introduced her about being a Christian, about living in America, how great it is, and about our law enforcement, our first responders, they were very refreshing comments to hear. But the, uh, again, the ugliness, and I will point this out, the court is 6'3", uh, conservative, you know, a couple of uh, wishy-washy conservatives there. But uh, uh, Clarence Thomas actually got sick. He's in the hospital as we speak. And you have people out there on the left right now wishing uh, wishing Clarence Thomas dead, which is pretty uh, pretty sick out there. Uh, so we, we, we wish Clarence Thomas the best. I think he's the strongest jurist on the Supreme Court right now. But we do wish him the best. And uh, hopefully these uh, confirmation hearings would start, I believe, at 11 a.m. this morning. Uh, we can keep them civil this time around. 
as you point out, Brett Kavanaugh, that was just a, 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 a terrible, terrible butcher job on this point. And that guy. lawyer that brought him in is going to jail. Avenatti, that's absolutely right. I, I mean, it, it is just, and I'm very, very disappointed, Nancy Pelosi bringing in Avenatti on the national stage to bring in these women that had no clue. Right. I mean, I, it, I mean how can you do this to the American people? And, of course, the uh, Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, they knew. They, they, they knew that there was no substance to the allegations. There was nothing to back them up. It was hearsay. Uh, but, uh, by the way, that was Senator Lindsey Graham's finest moment when he gave that speech, how disgusted he was. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, all's well that ends well. He was appointed, but it was a really, really ugly, ug- ugly episode. John Katsimatidis, we're out of time for this segment, we're going to speak to Rich Lowry coming up next on the Bernie and Sid Show. All right. I'll be happy and I'll hold on back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. On this uh, Monday, March 21st, first day of spring, ladies and gentlemen. Savor it. They don't come often. It's a good time. It's a happy time. I'm happy and honored to be joined by the owner of Red Apple Media and WABC Radio, John Katsimatidis, in the lieu of Sid Rosenberg out in Hollywood pursuing an acting career. Uh, John will be with me till 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, I'm also happy and honored to be joined by the editor of the National Review, and pundit extraordinaire, his name is Rich Lowry, joins us at 740 every Monday morning. And uh, good morning, Rich. Hey, how's it going? What what mobster is Sid playing now? You know, I don't know. I forget the name of the mobster. It's nobody. <laughs> it's, it's it's some pretty obscure mobster, but apparently it's a very a, colorful. A vicious one. A vicious, a colorful. and vicious one. Yes, and, and a lot of blood on his hands. And uh <laughs> I look forward to the movie. Listen, are you into this uh, St. Peter's Peacocks and the uh, NCAA tournament? Oh, yeah. No, I, I love it. It's a, it's a great sports festival. I just root for every underdog and for every comeback, and there, there's always a wonderful story. And a, a team with a weird nickname, it's the Peacocks this year. So, uh, yeah, funny. I'm on the bandwagon. You're on the bandwagon. Rich Lowry on the bandwagon. So, Rich, listen, I, I look, the Ukrainian war is one thing. But I think the biggest story in this country should be the, the uh, laptop from hell. The New York Times, having since, since we last spoken with you, having acknowledged, uh, you know, authenticated that the laptop is actually real. And uh, everything that, uh, you know, that followed from, uh, you know, them, them censoring it, big tech, the media, and, of course, the deep state. And that letter that 50 Intel people, including five former CIA chiefs, signed, I mean, this is a real. This is uh, to, to me. There's some sort of criminal conspiracy that went on here, uh, that was uh, designed obviously to get Joe Biden into office, and it worked. Yeah, it's a scandal. Uh, you, you rightly been hammering on this for the last several days, and that letter was so dishonest in so many ways. One, I, I don't think any of them sincerely believed it was Russian disinformation. And if you read the letter carefully, it doesn't actually say it was Russian disinformation. It's just written in a way to suggest that and to give every reporter a reason to say it was Russian disinformation and to give Joe Biden reason to be totally dishonest in his answer about this. 
in the debate. He knew it was Hunter's laptop. I mean, Hunter basically said it was his laptop, but he right. still said it was Russian disinformation based on that letter. So there are a number of things I think Republicans should investigate when they, they take the House. You know, why was the CDC guidance so out of whack on school masking? You know, no other health authority said gave that sort of guidance in the world. And, and this, too, you know, where did this come from? How did this happen? Because it was uh, a travesty. John Katzmatidis, uh, Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid Show. How are you, Rich? Hey, good. How's it going? Good. I think the, big, the biggest story this morning, another big story, and another 737-800 went down. And that's very, very sad. It went down in China. And the 737s, Boeing has had continuous problems. And uh, the mismanagement at Boeing for such a long time uh, is, is very, very sad. I mean, uh, we, we talked about uh, politicians. We talked about uh, 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 United States citizens not doing the right thing. Well, these people worried more about earning more fees than the safety of, of the consumer. And uh, it, it's just crazy. Yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't followed that one very closely. I just saw it the just headline. Happened. But yeah. 100, 136 people or something, yeah, um, complete tragedy, obviously. Yeah, it's a very, very uh, sad thing, and we'll learn more. Uh, to, to, you know, any loss of life is horrible. So, uh, speaking of loss of life, the uh, war in the Ukraine. Rich Lowry, I know that uh, if you know, I, I hate these labels, but uh, you're more hawkish on the war than some people. A lot. Some people are skeptical. Some people want more to be done, more involvement by NATO, by the United States. Uh, how far does uh, your well, your I don't want to call it. Uh, you know, your your zeal for this war. But uh, let's say the no-fly zone. Are you for a, a no-fly zone? No. So I, I'm, in, I'm in favor of giving Ukrainians everything they can to re- resist, you know, what's a naked act of aggression. But I do think there's a line there where we don't want a, t- a direct shooting war between NATO and Russia. And a no-fly zone, one would risk such a shooting war. I mean, it would basically constitute such a shooting war. We'd have to obviously shoot down any Russian missile, any Russian planes that would violate the no-fly zone. And to secure it, the airspace for your pilots, you'd, ha- you'd have to hit every Russian anti-aircraft battery you could find, which would include, given the range of some of these missiles, batteries in Russian territory. So a no-fly zone is not the antiseptic clean thing that some people portray it, portray it as. I'm also skeptical of the humanitarian airlift. Same thing. You know, what if, what if they shoot down one of your planes? Are you actually going to try to land planes near Maripol? So I don't think any of that any of that is a good idea. But give them every single missile you can. Give them more javelins, more stingers. Give them the most advanced anti-aircraft weapons you can. And just the idea, this is why Obama wouldn't arm them. This is why Biden was hesitant to arm them. The idea that would provoke Russia well, I mean, Russia, it was unprovoked, but uh, even if you worry about that, they're already shelling the cities to the ground. So just give the Ukrainians the means to try to defend themselves. Should they pursue, uh, I mean, Zelensky apparently uh, requested a meeting with Putin uh, for some uh, negotiations, a diplomatic resolution. I mean, we're seeing some horrific, horrific loss of life. you got a couple of hundred people maybe buried in the rubble for almost a week now. I mean, unspeakable, unspeakable, horrific suffering going on out there. Uh, so, you know, we can send them all these uh, armaments, et cetera, et cetera. But are we only prolonging the inevitable, which is that, that they, well, the inevitable would be a diplomatic resolution or Russia 
takes over the whole of Ukraine. Shouldn't we focus more on some of these per, perhaps potential peace talks? Yeah, I think you do two things. One, I mean, it's just the right of the Ukrainians to defend themselves. We should be on their side. We should arm them. And if they can actually stop the Russians, and they, they've fought amazingly well at this, this point, maybe fought them to a stalemate, then perhaps you get a favorable diplomatic settlement and you work both ends. I think it's going to be hard for us to force the Ukrainians to agree to something they don't want to, but um, we should definitely encourage them to, to talk and to reach some sort of settlement. And it's going to have to reach some sort of settlement eventually. I mean, I, I doubt there's any way out, even though I'd love it, where just Putin's thoroughly defeated and retreats and goes goes home. You know, he's going to exact his, his pound of flesh yeah. diplomatically. But um, this is the the... the the party that's in the wrong, you know, that caused the whole thing and could stop it right now is is Vladimir Putin. But it's, uh, John Katsimatidis, do you want to uh, he, ask for... He, Putin needs a gracious way out. And uh, Putin should never have invaded. Uh, Joe Biden and the United States should have negotiated with him three months before. And because, my opinion, I think Putin would rather be partners with the European community, uh, partners with... Uh, 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 with um, business-wise, uh, they, 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 the Russians consider themselves Europeans. They don't want to be partners with the Chinese. We're forcing them to be partners with the Chinese. I like to know what Rich Lowry thinks about that. Well, I, I, I think that would be a um, a door that was was open to him, but it's just hard to see how he how he comes back from this. No, I mean, but I'm he, talking about three months ago. Well, I was hesitant to negotiate with a gun to our head, you know, but maybe in, in retrospect, you just should have said, frankly, the way Zelensky is saying it now, that they weren't going to be in NATO because they weren't going to be in NATO. I mean, that just was never going to uh, happen. I mean, there's a proviso you can't come in if you have a, a territorial dispute, and they, they had one on their uh, border, unfortunately. And now I just think Putin, you know, it's hard to see. Uh, he, Biden called him a war criminal. I don't think Biden should have said that, uh, but it's true. And I think he's going to end up being a junior partner to uh, a budding Chinese empire and is going to regret it. Russians, I, I think this is a really bad ro road for him to have gone down. And, and uh, not bad for him. That's not the most important thing. Really bad for Russia and the Russian people. Russians are dying. Ukrainians are dying. But politicians playing ping pong. And that's wrong. A lot of people are dying for no reason at all. And... Um, we we have to solve the problem, and I think uh, somebody has to uh, be the big boy and sit down and say, "Guys, enough is enough. Let's uh, let's settle this." Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I I don't think he's he'll Putin will be very motivated and, until he thinks he's going to be really humiliated, um, and and hopefully that's happening as we speak. So, Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid Show. Rich is the editor of the National Review and uh, pundit extraordinaire, as I mentioned earlier. Rich, uh, you've been uh, extolling the virtues of Ron DeSantis. You're not a Trump guy. We know that already. Ron DeSantis, of course, a, a, a big favorite of mine as well. I still go with Trump over DeSantis at this point, but uh, DeSantis has stepped up at every turn. And this latest uh, episode with the Don't Say Gay Bill, you jumped on that, and uh, you, you're talking about he's the voice of the new Republican Party. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it's just great how combative he's been. This bill was lied about. 
you know, it basically the, the central provision was to say you shouldn't talk about sex uh, and gender to kids age grades K through three, which I, I can't imagine how anyone possibly could be opposed to such a yeah. measure. But then they made it into a big anti anti-gay thing. They you know, lied. Why they would lied. it also be an anti-straight thing? You're just not talking about kids about sex at all, right? right. Exactly. And then Disney, of course, another woke corporation, gets on the bandwagon, says how disappointed they are, and, and DeSantis shoots them in the face, which just, you know, there are times when Republicans were intimidated by corporations. I think mostly that that time has passed, at least it is in Florida. And th- this just shows how Trump opened the door to um, – welcoming controversy, being combative, punchy bet uh, twice as hard. And uh, DeSantis has, has learned that lesson in a really useful way, I think. No question about it. Uh, Rich Lowry again on the Bernie and Sitcha. Rich, also uh, another development today. You have the Supreme Court nomination hearings. John and I talked about it earlier. Uh, you have Katanji Jackson. She's a liberal. She's apparently qualified, has been confirmed for lower uh, court, uh, uh, the Court of Appeals, for example, but uh, it got very, very ugly with the Senator Josh Hawley saying that she was uh, she has a pattern of being easy on pedophiles, and people are really viciously, ruthlessly going after Josh Hawley. Do you think he was out of bounds, Josh Hawley? I haven't looked at the the record. It kind of shocked me if he, he just made that up. Uh, I'd vote against her. I think she should go down. I think only justices who are strict constitutionalists should be confirmed to the court. I mean, that's just the role of the, the court. You interpret the Constitution, that's it. You, you no know, no political or social activism. So she fails on that test. But I think as a practical political matter, she'll, she'll, she's guaranteed about two Republican votes. And this is going to be a fairly low-key affair. You know, Collins and Murkowski will vote for her, and she'll get confirmed. And, you know, it's, it's swiping out a liberal for a liberal. So at the end of the day, it doesn't make a huge difference. How many days do you think this lasts, these, these hearings? Uh, it'll fast. Uh, among the fastest we've seen besides Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. Wow. Uh, John Katsimatidis and I, we talked about uh, the Biden administration earlier and about how seemingly everything they do is designed to hurt Americans. And, of course, uh, while we're, you know, so mired and uh, interested in the Ukrainian border, the sovereignty of the Ukrainian border, we ignore our own border where all this fentanyl is coming across the border, killing Americans. I mean, it's it's really literally killing Americans. And the Biden administration doesn't care about it. The latest example, they didn't die, but you had the West Point cadets poisoned. Uh-huh. The cocaine was poisoned yeah. by fentanyl manufactured, uh, actually, actually shipped from China, manufactured in Mexico, and then coming across the border, and uh, nobody seems to care. Yeah, I mean, it should be a national crisis. Fentanyl is not something, you know, you don't deliberately go out and snort fentanyl. You know, it's, it's, you're taking some other illegal substance that's adulterated with it, and it's, as you say, it's, it's poison. It's, it's a poisoning, and we should be doing everything we can to, to stop it from coming in the country. But... Um, we don't. And, and it's just a fact that we don't care about our border. And, and Biden has to look at this. Uh, there's a couple stories about this the other day. The potential of the pandemic's really over. They have to list this so-called Title 42 restriction that Trump imposed that basically turns around most illegal immigrants at, at the border. Yes. Um, and if they lift that and they have to start letting even more people in, they, even they are worried about the level of illegal migration uh, we would see. So it was idiotic for them to dismantle all the other Trump measures at, at the border. And it, it's been bad the last uh, year or so, and it could get much worse. 
John Katsimatidis, uh, how how happy are you that you met Rich Lowry this morning? Well, I've known Rich for a while, and uh, it's always good to talk to him, and he has some common sense, and uh, yes. that's all we need in this world is common sense, you know, and, and taking care of our own country and taking care of our own people. We have to worry about the American people. We have to worry about North America before we worry about everything else, and uh, that's all it's, what it's about, and it's horrible what's going on in the border. I, I Look, I'm an immigrant. I believe in immigration. I want people to come to America. But don't forget, we had Ellis Island. And I suggested maybe we should have Ellis Island-type operations down in Texas and Arizona. And, you know, we want people that are loyal to America. We want people that are willing to work hard. We just can't have anybody just walking through the border. And, I mean, that's stupid. Pro-immigration and pro-hardworking people that we need in America, and that's the way I feel about it. That's it. Bottom line. Now, Rich Lowry, you were great as usual. Rich Lowry, editor of the National Review. Uh, go Peacocks, uh, Rich <laughs> Lowry. Go Peacocks. Hey, Thanks hey, so much, guys. Listen, thank you have yeah. a great week, and uh, thank you very much on, on the Bernie and Sid Show. Next hour, we're going to speak to Rudy Giuliani, who's, who's just America's mayor, and, of course, he was in the middle of the laptop from hell uh, episode, which, is, in my opinion, is the biggest story in the country. We'll speak to him next hour. We've got all kinds of uh, topics and issues here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Feel free to call 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. We'll be right back. It's a beautiful that it is, back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. The Rascals, ladies and gentlemen, for a while. Today is the first day of spring. I love this song. It's a happy song, and uh, it fits. Befitting the day that it is today, the first day of spring, which is uh, always welcome. Again, we're heard on the Bernie and Sid Show. We're heard on the 77 WABC app. Ladies and gentlemen, download that app. You will not be sorry. It's so uh, educational, so... Uh, Entertaining the 77 WABC app. We're also heard on uh, Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And you can watch us on your smart TVs, on your computers at WABCradio.tv. Uh, again, uh, Sid Rosenberg is out in Hollywood pursuing his career in uh, acting. And in his stead, we have the owner of Red Apple Media, the owner of WABC Radio, and a wildly successful businessman, John Katsimatidis. John, are you tired? No, are you kidding? I used to work 18 hours a day. How do you think I got here? You are the really, truly the Energizer buddy, Bunny. You, you, you appear on Fox News at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, and then you're back on uh, Cats at Night, 5 o'clock uh, in the afternoon, which is a great show. Uh, so, yeah, no, no, I know you're indefatigable is, uh, is the way to describe you. And is, By the way, it is a beautiful morning. It certainly is. The sun splashed uh, all over the place. It's a good day to be alive. I, t- I'll, I will tell you that. Uh, John, listen, uh, I talked about your business experience and prowess. Inflation. Inflation is a, a big deal right now. I mean, it's a, it's a horrific, horrible deal. It, uh, you know, it's tied to the energy thing, but you know more about inflation than uh, anybody else. Uh, tell us about your thoughts on, on how long you think this is going to last and, and the root causes of it. Well, the root causes of it is uh, uh, the price of uh, crude oil. Uh, when uh, uh, we were producing, the United States was producing under the last year of Donald Trump, was producing 13.5 million barrels a day 
in North America. And, and now we're producing 11 and a half. So we cut it down. So we had to buy it elsewhere. And then uh, Joe Biden cut out the Keystone Pipeline and reduced uh, what uh, the buying of uh, uh, or the drilling of crude oil in North America. And what happens? We started buying it overseas. The price of crude oil uh, went from $60, $55, $60, and now it's $100, $110. So what does that mean? That means the price of your gasoline uh, at the pump is uh, $4 and $4.5 compared to $2, $2.5 during uh, the last uh, few months of the Trump administration. Then uh, everything is transportation. What do I mean by that? I'll give you an example. If I need a truckload, uh, a trailer load of lettuce from California, it used to be $5,000 to bring in a whole trailer of, of uh, lettuce from California to New York Hunts Point Market. You know what it is now, Bernie? It's yeah. $14,000. Good Lord. Because of the price of oil. So that affects the price of, of gasoline. Everything delivered to the stores, everything delivered to your, your homes is by transportation, by gasoline. So all your, your gas prices go up, your, your food prices are going up. Everything delivered to a Walmart goes by truck. Everything delivered to any kind of stores goes by truck. So what happens? That is a, it becomes a tax on the poor people mm-hmm. and a tax on, on the middle-income people because they're paying a lot more. And what I've said to my friend Bert Flickinger uh, the other day, or he told me, actually, uh, the prices of, of food in the next 12, uh, 45 days or next 30 to 45 days is probably going to go up anywhere from another 12 to 20%. God. And I jokingly said to Larry Kudlow, you know what I jokingly said to him? No. I said, I'm telling the consumers, go out and buy your Oreo cookies now before oh. they go up. I heard you say that on Friday. And, I actually and, did. And you know what that means? If you, before they go, where can you get a 20% return on investment in 60 days? <laughs> exactly Except don't, right. don't eat them. It's a lot of calories. <laughs> That's some good investment advice right there. But, uh, yeah, the the, uh, the dietary uh, aspect of it, not positive for you. And, you, you know, uh, John Katzmatidis, uh, Joe, this is going to hurt the Democrats because this affects, as you say, working class, poor Americans, uh, middle class, everybody, you name it. It's going to kill the Democrats in November. Uh, but Biden, they have a strategy. They want to... Uh, they want to blame Putin for this, all this inflation stuff. It's Putin, How Putin, Putin. How old friend uh, Donald Trump used to say it? He said, that's a lot of crap. That's a lot of crap right there. He's full now, of crap. We used to have a buzzer like that. We do it at the 5 o'clock hour. Now, I'll tell you uh, another thing. It's just uh, uh, mind-boggling that uh, uh, what, what's going on. Uh, and the prices are going to f- continue to go up. So it's it's – Look, guys like me, I don't care if I pay uh, $4 for oil or for gasoline or $2. It's a, it's a tax on the middle class and a tax. So the word inflation, to, to, for the average consumer to, to understand it, because they don't understand it, it just flies over their head. 
It's right. you're going to be paying more for your gasoline. You're going to be paying more for your food. You're going to be paying more for your taxi ride. Okay? I mean, that's that, that, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely because right. You have to be a college graduate to understand the word inflation. I, uh, you know, I, I was a college dropout. Oh, but no, but you're, you're a genius, as a matter of fact. Look at you, a college dropout and a wildly successful businessman, owner of 77 WABC, uh, and a very humble man, I would say, at that. Uh, but to blame Putin is just ridiculous. Uh, it's insulting to the American people, and they're going to pay in November. Now, I'm going to segue quickly, if you don't mind, uh, John Katzmatidis, to uh, our mayor, Eric Adams. He actually went to Chicago to get crime-fighting tips from, of all people, Lori Lightfoot. That's like going to uh, Hunter Biden uh, and asking him how to stay sober or, or something like that. Bernie, I love you, but I think you're wrong on that one. I interviewed Eric, uh, you know, Mayor Adams, uh, about a month ago. And on the show, on my show, the 5 o'clock show, I suggested that, that we want law and order in our city. Eight and a half million people in the city. 3,000 3, criminals. Whose side are you on? Are you on the side of eight and a half million people feeling safe? Or are you on the side of 3,000 violent criminals? And uh, we had the a commissioner on last week. And we had the, uh, the uh, uh, chief of detectives. And they said, yes, you're 100% right, John. If we take the 3,000 people, the 3,000 criminals that are, all, that are violent criminals off the streets, New York, you can live in New York again. And, True. And, and I think we made a, a, a crack in the uh, Albany, a crack in the armor, because they're realizing that look what happened in Nassau County. They're realizing that... People want law and order. The citizens of the city of New York want law and order. And if we don't get law and order, we're going to make sure we vote uh, the right way on, uh, in November and, and, and vote these people out. Because they, we don't deserve to ha- have criminals running around the streets. Are you on the side of, of 3,000 criminals? You know what Rudy Giuliani said to me? We could ask him. And I think Carbonetti must have said with his chief of staff. He says, when we had the squeegee, squeegee law, or the squeegee problem, yeah. you know how many people? There were only about 70 or 80 of them. You take those 70 or 80 of them out of, out of the uh, equation, and you didn't have a squeegee problem. Right. But and let the- me go back to Eric Adams. Sure. I said to Eric that you people are looking. You, you are saying you want law and order, too. And he does want law and order. And, and I, I'm saying you could be the nation's mayor. Rudy is America's mayor. You could be the nation's mayor and try to create leadership to the other Democratic mayors around the country. And that's why he went to see uh, Chicago, and that's the reason he went to see Suarez in Miami. I hope, listen, I pray, I hope you're wrong, I hope I'm right, that Eric Adams is trying to, to sway those people and say, enough is enough. And I said to them, I said to Eric, you, if you're the nation's mayor and you lead all these cities back to safety, you know what's going to happen? In 2024, whoever runs for, uh, for uh, president in the Democratic Party may say, Eric, why don't you be my vice president? Yeah, no question about it. It would be uh, politically advantageous to him in a huge way. 
Uh, but I, my thinking was, of course, uh, Chicago, crime is out of control. I mean, Lori Lightfoot Crazy. is doing a terrible job. Crazy. So to ask her for advice, it would it, be like... Uh, I you hope know, he's giving her advice. Yes. And it, as a matter of fact, let's listen to, uh, if you don't mind, uh, John, Eric Adams uh, in Chicago during or right after his meeting with Lori Lightfoot. Let's listen to what he said. The level of cooperation um, that we are going to be bringing to this discussion um, is something exciting uh, for me. To have a mayor here in Chicago that clearly understands it's the combination of the prevention and intervention. We have to turn off the faucet that is continually feeding the river of violence in our cities. We are not going to remain silent. We're not going to pretend as though there is some conscious failures that are taking place. We've got to do more to make sure that we intervene in a proactive way to provide support and love to these young people at the earliest possible stage in life. This is not touchy-feely. Well, they're right about that as as far as uh, these young people getting to them early in life because it it is uh, cultural. It is, you know, it starts with the family and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, they emphasize a lot of times, John Katzmatidis, they emphasize gun violence. You know, there was uh, uh, yesterday, or, excuse me, it was Friday night in Harlem. A man d- attacked a woman on uh, 123rd Street and Lenox Avenue on the street early in the, uh, you know, in the evening, really. It was, it was dark, but it was like about 8 o'clock at night. Tried to rape her. There was no gun involved in that. There's no guns involved when people are, are getting pushed on the subway. We have a people problem. I mean, I think they have to f- start focusing. You know, the, the the pipeline guns coming up from the south to New York, you can't stop that. But you you have to instill a sense of uh, of you know of discipline and that that you're going to pay if you commit a crime. And I don't think these criminals feel that way right now. Right now, the police commissioner on my show says we gave out sixty six hundred disappearance tickets, as Curtis would say them, or, or desk appearance tickets. Yes. Of the 60, for a gun, uh, possession of guns, and it's a one-year mandatory sentence, you know how many people showed up in court? 200. I mean, it's a joke. Yes. And then, so I said to very high-up law, law officials uh, in the state and the city, I said, look, two things. You, you've got to straighten out the, the bail law, and Governor Hochul has finally said, I come up with a 10-point uh, plan. And now let's see if they implement it. Otherwise, the assembly, because when Eric Adams went up to Albany, they told Mayor Adams, the state assembly and the state uh, senate told him, pound sand. I mean, crazy. Now, the other thing I said, uh, people are coming over the border from New Jersey committing, committing crimes and they go home for dinner. I said, and if they get caught, they still go home for dinner. Uh, so. If they're in, if they're uh, interstate crimes, the bail law should not apply to them. You come over from New Jersey, you come over from Connecticut, or from any other state to commit a crime in New York City. Throw the book away. Put them. Put a, Let them spend a week in jail at least, if, even if it's a minor crime. If they're going to spend a week in jail, they're not coming back. They're well, you, not coming you're back. You're so right. And Governor Hochul's belated. Uh, politically expedient opposition to this no cash bail law. She was she was digging in with uh, Stuart Cousins and with uh, Heasty on this bill, but well, they, she, they, she, they're going to be partners with Todd Kaminsky in Nassau County. 
Yeah, yeah right, doing uh, in the private sector. Yes, you're right. But uh, she finally came around. Uh, the question is, uh, can they get anything done in the state legislature? Now, I understand the process would be uh, through a budget as opposed to a standalone bill, and that's the only way they can get this uh, no-cash bail law reform in the face of opposition from uh, Heastie, the leader of the Assembly, and Stuart Cousins, the leader of the state Senate. But uh, barring this uh, budget plan that she has, uh, it looks like an, a really uphill battle even now to get anything done with, with this no-cash bail law reform. Bernie, do you know why they put it in the budget bill? Uh, I think because it's the only way to affect uh, any change, I they, think. No, no, no. They, they put it in there purposely so they can hide it. And that way, oh. the people, that's the way they did it when they, they passed the budget law uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning. And people, that's why the state senators and assembly people walk around and say, oh, I didn't vote for that. But right, right. I, I had to vote for the budget. Yeah, I yes, had to yes. vote for the budget. That's what Todd Kaminsky used to guys, say, believe it or not. you got to get that button that we have at 5 o'clock. That's a lot of crap. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, and that's why they're hiding it. But we we have to if you if you're an interstate criminal, put them away. Now, and the other thing I'm saying, if it's violent crimes, violent crimes, how many is it? Three strikes and you're out. There used to be three strikes and you're out. Now they have ten, twelve, fourteen. At what point do you say these people? This guy, these people belong in jail. And the other problem we have in our in our city, Bernie, is uh, uh, we have uh, uh, the homeless, and that that's divided into two directions: mentally ill and people that just have a problem. Yeah, yeah. But uh, either way, uh, uh, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, and I urge compassion, of course, for the homeless and uh, their predicament. But we have to get them off the streets. We got to get them we off the streets. We have to institutionalize them. That's it. hundred percent. We agree. Two hundred percent. No, no doubt about it. And I'm, I'm interested to hear what uh, Mayor Giuliani thinks about all this. He's coming up at uh, 840 on the Bernie and Sid show. We're going to speak to Lydia Serrani next uh, again on the Bernie and Sid show with John Katsimatidis in studio. What an honor. What a pleasure. 1-800-848-922 is the number. We're coming right back. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Well, good morning to you both, John and uh, Bernie. How are you guys? Lydia. The sun is shining. Yes, we're good. It's a beautiful day. Do you remember that Russian TV editor who interrupted a news broadcast to protest the Ukraine war? We were worried maybe she had been imprisoned or killed. Remember, there was a TV anchor because, you know, Russian TV is state sponsored. And so she came up behind it holding up a sign saying no war. Well, a lot of people were worried that she had maybe been killed or she was thrown in in prison, unlike what happens here in New York City. Well, yeah. she they actually have, they, have a, they actually have a verb for it. Uh, disappeared. They're worried that she was disappeared. Yes, she was disappeared. Well, she surfaced. On George Stephanopoulos's show, ABC This Week, over the weekend, she said her act where she held up the sign was not only spontaneous but necessary to fight the propaganda she said her then-employer was spreading. And she wanted to make sure that people understood that all of these sanctions, everything that's going on with the war, it's not only hurting the Ukrainians, it's also hurting the ordinary Russians, not just the oligarchs, not just Putin. She said even young people... 
And this is what she had to say on George Stephanopoulos' show. Ordinary Russian citizens who are against the war are also being affected. And the first people who suffered from this actually were our 11-year-old daughter, whose credit card was blocked and she couldn't have lunch at school. She couldn't pay for her lunch at school and was hungry. So I just wanted to show to the world that uh, it's not just black and white in Russia. And I wanted to show to our Russian people they need to think critically and analyze the information that is being presented to them. Wow, what a courageous one. I was surprised that they let her out as quickly as they did. I mean, they won't even let out the uh, the, the, the WNBA uh, lady, the basketball player, who was uh, busted with, uh, you know, a little bit of hash oil or something like that. And this lady they let out in one day, and she's on George Stephanopoulos' show. I mean, uh, what, what's Putin? And on the one hand, he's bombing civilians into, uh, you know, I mean, just disgusting and horrific what he's doing. But uh, on the other hand, what this lady spent one night in prison and she's out. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to interpret this. Right, and she was only fined $280, and France offered her asylum, but she declined, saying that she's a patriot. Her name is Marina Avinskanova. I hope I said her name right. I, I don't know if she's listening. But it's it's incredible that she that this is all that happened. So you do wonder, but people do have to understand that she said also that more than half of Russians do not support the war. They don't support it. And she said, but they're suffering because of Putin's actions. The people, and that's the what people are told. suffering. We said that the yeah. Ukrainian people are suffering. The Russian people are suffering. And the politicians are just playing ping pong. You're yes. right. That's, yeah, that's exactly what happens all the time. And they're just kind of sitting there and wondering what's going to happen next. And they're at the mercy of these egomaniacs. And now President Biden, he's scheduled to go to Poland on Friday after what happened with Kamala Harris. Clearly, that was a failed effort. And he's supposed to kind of find out the international efforts in order to support Ukraine. But do you guys think he'll be successful? I don't. No, he's going to go to Brussels also uh, and uh, meet with the, all the NATO people. I don't know what he's going to do, what he's going to accomplish. I don't think he's going to accomplish much. I think he's been a failure. The fact that he hasn't led us into World War III yet, that's a positive. But I think they've been stumbling around, and we're lucky. Look, the Russians were amassing troops and tanks on the Ukraine border for months. So uh, if you were a smart leader, and you and, and by the way, the Biden administration predicted for weeks before the invasion, they said, he's going to do it, he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Well, that was the time to start getting arms, javelins, MiGs, whatever it is you needed to get over there, instead of waiting until after the invasion and now scrambling. So their incompetence led to uh, some of the misery that is ongoing right now, even though I'm glad, yes, that they haven't, they're opposed to a no-fly zone and they're not, not uh, gung-ho for war dragging us into a World War III. They were still highly, highly a bunch of woke, incompetent misfits, this Biden administration, uh, him and, and the people surrounding him. Well, me and Lydia broke it uh, about a month ago. The uh, administration needs a war. It comes under the same movie as Wag the Dog. They needed a war. There was no upside in making peace because somebody should have went there and say, hey, let, let's sit down and talk about it before you... You, you do something stupid and invade. Uh, and uh, the, 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 the big thing that we found out about it is that the Russian army is not really an army. 
it's a bunch, a lot of misfits. Yeah, drunks. Uh, you know, it just, uh, and uh, how many tanks are stuck there, the Russian tanks? And um, I, I wonder how their nuclear forces are. I, mean, I wonder if they're uh, as much as a misfits as they are as the army. And what about the war being staged right at our border? Migrant encounters top 2 million, 2 million in just a year of 2021. And the vast majority of those migrant encounters, these are people that just, these aren't people that we actually, I, I, this is so out of control. They're mostly uh, unaccompanied males. So we have our own kind of, I, I hate to use the word, but our own invasion. We don't know who these people are. No, we don't. And then I was no, reading about the fentanyl that's coming in. So at the at an Ohio detention center, there was fentanyl that is so powerful coming across the border that's being manufactured in China. It went through the vents and seven people had to be rushed to the hospital. That's how powerful this stuff is. So we are suffering with our own crisis right here at home, we've got the law and order crisis. We've got a legal, you know, the legal systems in jeopardy. And then look what we have, drug crisis, a homeless crisis. And then look what we have at the border, our own crisis. So like John said, they needed this kind of wag the dog to blame somebody because they couldn't blame Trump anymore. They couldn't blame COVID anymore. They can't blame racist, racism anymore. Well, they're still trying to do that. So now they're going to blame Putin for all the problems that ail us. Yeah, a huge distraction. And, and uh, you yeah. The concern about the uh, sovereignty of the Ukrainian border, but don't care about our border, which is actually the the results of uh, open border policy is killing Americans. I mean, that's our national security interest right there is the well-being of Americans. We don't have that necessarily in the Ukraine, which is not a part of NATO. We have it down at our southern border. Send our military down to the southern border and seal that damn thing. I know Mr. Katsimatidis, you've been calling for a an Ellis Island type of uh, you know operation. Yeah, but you got to seal it, and you have to have one door, not the not the whole thing open. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. We got, you know, two America. People have poured in that we don't even know who they are. Two million, and we're on pace to increase that number this for this year. This is this is out of control. Cat John Katzmatidis, why do you think the Biden administration is allowing America this? is under attack in so many ways? That is, you can't count the ways from within, from within, from without the, the foreign money being funneled into our political system, uh, foreign money in, in, in bribes. And, and, and it is just horrible. And um, we got to allow. Look, we have great FBI. We have a great CIA. We have to allow the, the agents to do their jobs and not have the politicians up above or the politicos that have been appointed up above say that you, this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. And, 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 and it's, it's very sad. It's just crazy. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's suicidal and uh, almost inexplicable, except when you factor in that uh, the, the, a lot of uh, these Americans, these people in positions of power appointed by uh, Joe Biden himself, they hate this country. I, I, if, I can't and, think of no other recall, reason. Under, it was under President Obama that they actually expanded the detention centers at the border because they said it's not sustainable. 
as you know, we have Senator Alphonse D'Amato on quite a bit, and you'll hear uh, our show tonight at 5 o'clock, Cats at Night. We'll have Bill O'Reilly tonight. I sit alongside John, and we have all the newsmakers from around the world. And Senator Alphonse D'Amato, he always brings up the point, and it's an excellent point, that who's going to educate these children? Who's going to pay for it? It's about, what, over 30000 What does he say, $30,000 just to educate one of these children? Never mind house them, never mind uh, get give them the medical care they need. And we don't even know if they are kids to begin with. I, we don't know who they are, what they are. They end up joining gangs, MS-13, because even if they don't intend on joining a gang, they end up in a gang because of no parental supervision. It's just, but they don't it's have any mess. money. And they have no money. And it's easy money. Yeah, it it's really sad. is. And, it, and it's all preventable, preventable and avoidable. And that's the sad part. Lydia, we're out of time, but you were great as always, and uh, you reunited with Mr. Katz uh, tonight yes. at 5 o'clock? I'm always kicking him, kicking him, and he's... Uh, I got know, bruises. We're trying to just, yeah, we're just uh-huh. trying to get the truth out. That's what people say. I, I got another message, and they love hearing you two on the air today, by the way. I'm getting some social media messages. People just want the truth. That's why you're seeing our audience grow and grow every single day, because you turn on the regular stations, and you're not hearing what you're hearing right here at WABC. So Cats at Night, 5 o'clock, you don't want to miss it. Thank you. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. We love Lydia Serrani. We will speak with Mayor Giuliani upcoming in about uh, five minutes or so. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. And I'm joined in uh, Sid Rosenberg's stead as he pursues an acting career by the owner of WABC Radio, John Katsimatidis. Honored to have him in studio. And you heard his name mentioned right there by uh, uh, by then-candidate Joe Biden. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. So we're joined right now by the aforementioned Mayor Giuliani, America's mayor. He's a patriot. He's a fighter. And he's also a colleague here on uh, 77 WABC, heard every afternoon at 3 o'clock. Mayor Giuliani, do you feel vindicated by the New York Times? I don't know if I feel vindicated by the New York Times. I I, I don't really need their vindication. They haven't published anything accurate, I don't know, since before I was mayor, I think. Uh, and it was it was kind of a measly statement. It's authenticated. It was in like the 28th paragraph. As far as I'm concerned, they can keep it. What they really should do is publish the rest of the information. I mean, they gave they gave the public just the tip of the iceberg. It's ridiculous to hold it back now. I mean, it's 30 years of taking bribes uh, between the the laptop. What Miranda Devine additionally revealed in her book and what Peter Schweiker revealed in his book, you've got somewhere around 70 or $80 million that the Bidens have taken in a 30-year crooked political career. And in the two books that I just mentioned, they really go get bank records, and it's, it's as solid as it can possibly be. That, they should print all that, and they should print the most important text of all. 
which was on uh, December 25th, 2018, from Hunter Biden to his daughter, which explains the conspiracy in a way I've never heard a conspiracy explained so clearly. He said, I get no respect in this family, even though I've been paying for all of the expenses for the last 30 years. And still, Pop requires me to give him half of my income. Now, when you consider that his jobs were all jobs in which there's been a connection to things that Joe Biden was doing and jobs that sometimes he didn't even show up for, it's clear that that's, bri- that's bribery. And then you got the bank records to prove it. You have him paying for things that no son would ever pay for. The tuition of his sister, uh, the refurbishment of the house. My goodness, uh, those are the charges they leveled against Bernie Carrick, by the way. And far less money, pennies, compared yeah. to this. Yeah, no, Rudy so, Giuliani, any fair-minded person, I was being facetious, doesn't need the New York Times to, quote-unquote, authenticate yeah. the laptop from hell. A- absolutely right about that. But you just laid out it, what's in the laptop is what's important. People should be exploring that. And also, uh, this uh, you, you know, you had the deep state, you had big tech in the media, but the deep state letter that uh, Joe Biden alluded to oh, oh. gave the media and big tech the cover to say, ah, there's nothing here. So to me, it sounds like there was a criminal conspiracy to get him elected to hide this thing. I mean, a criminal conspiracy. I don't think they were stupid. I think they were intentional and evil in what they did. Well, if you wonder why our intelligence is so bad, I mean, I'm trying to think of the few times our intelligence has been correct in important situations in the last 20 to 30 years. Well, you just got an idea of the quality of the people who do it from those 50 buffoons. I mean, the one thing it wasn't was Russian disinformation. It, it came from a Delaware store owner who fixes, who fixes uh, uh, computers. And, by the way, would, wouldn't you think these geniuses who have ruined our intelligence services uh, for the last 20 or 30 years, wouldn't you think these geniuses would figure out that if there was anything that they could prove that was wrong with that computer, they would have put it out. In other words, if these phone calls didn't take place yeah. and they had proof of it, or if he didn't go to the, take his son to China with him and sell out America and pick up a $1.5 billion investment in a private equity fund, including Whitey Bulger's nephew. Imagine the press not covering that. That's unbelievable news that the son of the vice president, the son of the president, uh, uh, vice president, the son of the secretary of state, and Whitey Bulger's nephew are in a multi-billion-dollar private equity fund together with with the Chinese communists. Wow! Unbelievable, uh, Mayor Giuliani. You're familiar with John Katzmatidis, correct? Did I ever meet John? I think I. He, I know John. He's a, he's a guy that brought free speech back to New York. Absolutely. <laughs> Hi, John. How are you today? You have a good weekend? I did. I did have a good weekend. Now, uh, we were talking before uh, uh, about the problems of New York City, and I think Tony Carbonetti on my show was telling us that uh, we had the squeegee problem when you became mayor. Yeah. And the whole squeegee problem was about uh, 100 guys, and once you took care of those 100 guys, the whole squeegee problem went away. Yeah, you know, these problems appear so big. Very often when you start solving them, 
gosh, they were a lot smaller than you realized in the first place. And you wonder, why, why did somebody do this before? It's exactly right. I, uh, uh, Bill Bratton was the police commissioner then. I think I was mayor about four weeks. And everybody complained about the squeegee people. And I sat down and I said, can we get rid of them? And he came back with a report and he said, Mayor, you're going to be shocked. I said, why? He said, I, I, if we got more than 200 people, 200, it's a lot. I think we could do this in a week or two. <laughs> and, and, and the other thing that I had to put the new police commissioner on my show, and and uh, she says, uh, and the commissioner, uh, the um, uh, deputy commissioner of, or the commissioner of, deputy commissioner, uh, chief of uh, detectives, 3,000 violent criminals in this city that, that really are violent. And if we got rid of them off the streets of New York, Eight and 100%. a half million people. Eight and a half million people will be safe. Why are Why are the politicians in Albany protecting these three thousand criminals? You know, it used you know, to be three strikes and you're out. How about John, uh, now it's fourteen strikes and you're still in? <laughs> Don, John, if you consider the fact, not only didn't don't we put them in jail, we probably put them out of jail. When you consider the, the bail law and you consider all the people that de Blasio released because of COVID, there's a pretty good chance that many of those people, under normal circumstances, and normal circumstances wouldn't even be me or even Bloomberg. They'd be just the normal operation of the criminal law. These guys would be in jail. We, we put about 8,000 people out. Uh, Professor James Q. Wilson, who was the guy that actually developed the broken windows theory, wrote an article way back when Ronald Reagan was president. And I put him on a commission. I was associate attorney general. And he had a whole description of this called the career criminal program. And it was exactly the point that you made. He said, when we have these big crime waves, it's relatively few people who are multiple offenders. You, you, let, a, you let a burglar out, right? Um, no bail. You're not going to catch him again, let's say, for three months. He probably does... A hundred burglaries in that period of time. You leave them in jail, the hundred burglaries don't take place. Yep. And this is the stupidity of this, John. And, I, and, I, and, and what's happening sure. in our city, how many empty stores are you seeing? And well, you know how many CVSs are closing? How many Rite Aids are closing? How, how many Walgreens are closing? They're going in there. I understand. I had breakfast with a friend of mine. He says the um, Rite Aid closed on... On 54th Street and 8th Avenue, not 50, 50th Street and 8th Avenue. There were, it was one of their best stores. But you know why they closed? He says they were robbing $200,000 a week right off the shelves. Oh. Enough is enough. They said, oh, we're not going to prosecute criminals like that. But these are organized criminals. If they're robbing 200, you know, it isn't a stealing of a bottle of aspirins. Yeah. If right. they're robbing yeah. 200000 a week, that is organized criminals. And ordinary citizens don't have the ability to, to protect their stores. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, John, it's a um, this, this smash and grab or these uh, uh, even if smaller forms of uh, shoplifting and stuff. It's now an or- it is absolutely uh, an organized criminal activity. It happens all over the country. Uh, some of them are really very well organized, those smashing grabs that you see. And uh, it, it makes it impossible to do. I mean, you, just, you might as well just pick up and leave. And we're losing. We're losing so many people. I mean, it's it's crazy. I was in Florida for about three days, and I was at a big event yesterday. 
And I'm telling you, uh, most, it seems to me it was half New Yorkers that have, that have left. Probably I'm exaggerating, but there were a heck of a lot of a lot there. of A lot of New Yorkers in Miami. And I think it's we're going to simulcast our, our, our show in Miami because there's half of the New Yorkers are there. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I, John is not exaggerating. It's it's uh, so this is really sad, and uh, it could ruin our city if we don't if we don't stop this. And now with the ma- this mask thing, I don't the, the, they're going to put those keep those kids in masks. Yeah, five and under, uh, the mandatory. The the new you, health. You zone. know, th- th- there's a better chance they'll get sick from that than if they take the mask off. Uh, think about the fact that children sniffle, right? You're supposed to discard the sniffle. They're going to breathe it back in. Plus the carbon in their little lungs. This is, like, insane. It is insane. And, by the way, it's at, at odds, this health commissioner, with what uh, the mayor has said. The mayor is I don't against. understand the mayor. Uh, well, the mayor has the right idea, right? He's got the right idea. His jerky commissioner says this. I was, talk- I was talking to my son last night about it because we were coming back from Florida. And he said, Dad, what would you do? I said, well, we'd have a new, ki- we'd have a new health commissioner today. I yeah, mean, get so him this- out. Right. Exactly. He contradicted the mayor. Definitely. It's it's really a, a head scratcher. Uh, speaking to your son, uh, Mayor Giuliani on the Bernie and Sid show with John Katsimatidis, your son is running for governor, the uh, current governor, unelected uh, Kathy Hochul. Uh, she did a, uh, a belated politically expedient uh, uh, move. She's now opposing the no-cash bail law as it exists. Uh, what do you think of her motives, her political motives, and uh, you think she'll get any? She thinks she'll be effective in the state legislature by uh, with her opposition. I don't think so, John. I think John would have a good sense of this. Also, I think they're pretty dug in on this on on the left. I don't think she will. Uh, but in any event, it, uh, she's already displayed the fact that she'll just be a she'll just be a tool for the left. I mean, yes. she she, ca- she caves on everything, and uh, it's uh, it's a sad thing. And now we have Andrew Cuomo maybe coming back. And you know what shocked me? He's almost tied with her in the polls. Yeah, if it those really... polls are correct, just, he's going to beat her if he comes in. Insanity. I mean, who the, of course it's what is going on? I, the, I am praying, guys. I am praying that they reverse that bail law because uh, I, I, I think there's a, there might be a crack in the armor. They saw what happened in Nassau County when everybody put their foot down. All the police officers uh, uh, put their foot down. Every and and, and Todd Kaminsky, who I liked as a person, but. He went from plus 20, 20 points ahead in the polls, and lost by minus 20. I mean, this is, let me tell you, Rudy, you're going to go out there and campaign, and I'm going to campaign, and I'm going to campaign. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, but you have to. You have to take care of eight and a half million people, have to feel safe in the streets, and put the 3,000 violent, Violent criminals, put them away. Get them yeah, out. Not about it, you know, and it's happening not just in New York City. When Andrew campaigns, he tells me the crime rate. Like for example, the city of Rochester set a record for the entire history of the city of Rochester for murder last year. When I was mayor, 
There was more crime when I took over. But it was in New York City. They didn't have it all over the state. This is all over the state. Albany, uh, Rochester, Buffalo. So, Rudy, they come in from out of state to commit crimes because they still go home for dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that's absolutely correct. And the, re- the reason I say that is, I mean, maybe those there's enough legislators upstate that are going to get are so upset about this and they're going to get thrown out of office. But maybe it could get done. Let's hope. Let's hope. We're going to put our foot down and we're going to get it done because enough is enough. And uh, where's the other clip we play at 5 o'clock? We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah. No, it's it, it, it's over. Listen, Rudy Giuliani, we thank you for saving so many lives in New York City when you were mayor. We thank you for your patriotism and your fighting spirit. Rudy Giuliani will be on 77 WABC at 3 o'clock today. Uh, thank you, sir, for appearing on the Bernie and Sid thank Show with John Katsimatidis. God bless you, Great Rudy. Great show. Great show. God bless both of you. Okay. Thank, thank you, sir, on the Bernie and Sid Show. 1-800-848-9222. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-848-WABC. We're coming right back on the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katsimatidis. Oh, what a morning here on 77 WABC on the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katzmatidis. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Also, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And you can watch us. You can watch us on your smart TVs, on your computers at WABCradio.tv. It's quite an interesting view, ladies and gentlemen. WABCradio.tv. Again, uh, Sid is out pursuing his... uh, well, his acting career out in Hollywood, believe it or not. And uh, in his stead, we have the owner of Red Apple Media, the owner of 77 WABC, the wildly successful businessman, uh, John Katsimatidis. Uh, John, uh, we survived a, f- a few hours here, and uh, I think we'll get through this next one. I, I enjoy this. Did, did, did Sid get a Hollywood star yet? I, you know, I haven't talked about <laughs> I think he's efforting that. I don't think he's got a, gotten a star yet, but... Uh, Depends on how he acquits himself, and he's going to play a mobster in some, uh, well, some movie. I'm not, I'm not, not really up to speed on exactly what the movie is, but I think we could see him next to Kirk Douglas and uh, John Wayne and uh, Greta Garbo sometime soon. How do you like that? Yeah, well, I look forward to it. Now, uh, I just talked to my friend Jim Jacobs, who uh, we were uh, partners in in the aviation business together. We were partners when uh, we started the company that eventually became NetJets together. And uh, uh, that uh, 737 that went down in China, he says it was at 29,000 feet and went straight down. So the only thing that tells me if it went straight down at 29,000 feet is it could have been a bomb or or something like that. Wow. The plot thickens. Uh, Yeah, the uh, jet did uh, uh, killing. uh, The jet crash killing about 123 people. I, I think you just mentioned that, if I'm not mistaken. But either way. Uh, that would be uh, some, uh, you know, out of left field plot twist into uh, uh, ongoing current events. If it was sabotage, I hope God to hope hope to God it wasn't. Well, the case. it sounds like sabotage. I know I was a uh, jet pilot. Uh, you know, I've, when I, before I quit flying, I had about four thousand hours, uh, and um, uh, planes don't go down like that unless it's a problem like that. You are amazing. A pilot on top of everything else. Uh, you are such a, 
an, 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 not an ambitious, but a, an overachiever, I would say, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Well, I, able- I, I always enjoyed uh, flying, and I wanted to get my pilot's license. I got it before uh, the age of 30, and uh, and then uh, we just kept on moving up. And uh, I bought my first uh, jet when I was about 30, 31 years old, and I bought it from Roy Disney. I still remember the tail number, uh, November N44RD, Roy Disney, Romeo Delta. Wow. That's amazing. Well, listen, you're an incredible individual. That's all I can tell you. Uh, listen, uh, John Katzmatidis, uh, we covered the war. We covered the laptop from hell. We covered the impending uh, uh, Supreme Court confirmation hearings. We, we covered Eric Adams, New what, York. What do we solve now? Well, here, here's the thing. This is a little out of the box, I guess, but uh, everybody's talking about it. And it is a big deal. It's a cultural issue. It is the uh, transgender uh, swimmer. They had these tournaments over the weekend, uh, the past week, down in the University of Virginia, and uh, he's beating all the girls. Or he's he's di- actually displacing some girls, and uh, he's coming in number one, where other ones, of course— It's uh, wrong. It's, it's wrong. Well, 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 listen, John Katzmatidis, to one University of Virginia uh, female swimmer actually had the courage to come out and speak out against this. Listen to her. You're a Virginia Tech swimmer. What did you think about Leah Thomas competing today? We're all very disappointed and frustrated with someone who is, has capabilities more than us women have to be able to compete at this level. Communities away from other women. Like I have a teammate who did not make finals today because she was just bumped out of finals. And it's heartbreaking to see someone who went through puberty as a male and has the body of a male be able to absolutely blow away the competition. So this guy is just a cheater. Is what he is. We don't begrudge him if you want to address, change his name to Leah from whatever. But to to actually, uh, you know, compete against girls as a biological male, you know what you're doing. You know you're stronger than they are. You know you're, you're screwing a bunch of innocent girls. And it's just the most obscene thing that I can think of, John Katz. One of the most obscene things. I can think of a few more obscene things. But, yeah, you said it was wrong, and I agree with you. And, you know... It should be your whatever your original, what you were born with, number one. Or two, you want to have a, a transgender against transgender. Let, let the transgenders uh, run races against each other. That is the solution right there. That is it. Yeah, that's what we solved this morning. You're exactly a thousand percent right about that. Now, it, it any objective, fair-minded person would say just what you and I had just said, but... If you listen to uh, some of these uh, news accounts, and the NCAA, by the way, for allowing this, shame on them. I mean, it's really terrible. But You know it, what's wrong with them? They have no courage. Right. You know, somebody should check out and make sure they have some testicles or whatever. Uh-huh. They, he has uh, the, what, the testicles that they don't have, apparently. But uh, anyway, listen to this uh, report on the Today Show. I mean, th- the way the media and pop culture and all that – you know, the back the wrong side of this is really a head-scratcher. Listen to this. In addition to watching for her winning those races, Hoda, we're also watching for the potential. She is within striking distance of the long-held collegiate records by Missy Franklin and Katie Ledecky. So, of course, we're going to be watching to see if she uh, touches those records during this weekend, too. Oh, yeah. In other words, they no, no mention whatsoever of uh, this guy displacing these poor girls who work so hard. They're all in. They're cheerleading for this uh, cheater, this dude that uh, is, again, uh, just, uh, you know, screwing these poor girls out of scholarships, et cetera, et cetera. 
It's uh, crazy. It, it is nuts. And for the board of directors of those colleges, to, they, they are not common sense. The board of directors should be called upon. Their names of the board of directors allowing this should be printed in the newspapers or whatever because to, to let them get away with that, they have zero courage. Exactly right. That's what it is. And, and the other thing going on, Bernie, uh, I was listening to James Golden's show on WABC uh, on Saturday morning, 7, 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock, uh, and uh, – uh, James Golden is also known as Bo Schnurdly, um, and he's a one common sense guy. You know what they're doing now? I understand that the chic thing to wear for males is to to somehow tie your your testicles and your and, and, and your private parts in between your legs, so when you're wearing tight pants, it doesn't show. Oh my God. That, you, that was part of the Bo, Bo Schnedley's uh, show, on, uh, and, and it's happening. And I'm saying, this is nuts. What the heck is going on in our country? Nuts. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, it really is. It's gross is what it is. I don't know. It's sick. It's gross. It's obscene. And uh, I don't know where we're going with this, but uh, if, enough, if enough parents, in other words, we, we're experiencing an awakening right now in this country regarding crime and the Democrats. We're going to have a red wave in November and I think this is part of it we as well. We've got to straighten out our country. Yes. And, 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 you know, the other thing I'm saying about well, climate change is, we, I think we said it before this morning, and I lose track of time after a while, that, yeah, climate change, let's worry about it. It's going to happen maybe over the next 100 or 200 years. But if we don't straighten out our country over the next 20, 30 years, we may lose our country. Right. You know, you've got five and a half billion people out there Dictated by dictators, and we and, and and the United States has to defend the whole world. The other two and a half billion, the United States has to defend them. And if we're walking around tiptoeing through the tulips and we can't defend the the free world, you know what's going to happen? We're all going to lose. The free world's not going to exist anymore, and the earth is going to go back to dictatorships on all seven continents. You're absolutely right. We are our last best hope. There is nobody. If we lose here, there's nobody coming to rescue us. There's nobody out there like we are coming to the rescue of so many other countries like we've done over the years and are doing today in the Ukraine. There is nobody out there for the free, us. It's the over. free world. We are the last stand for the free world. Exactly. And exactly. everybody out there, if you don't realize it, they're trying. They're, America is under attack in so many ways. And I don't want to sound crazy or anything, but we're under attack in so many ways. Like we said this morning on the 6 o'clock hour, we're, we, our, our justice system is under attack. Our education system, under attack. Our borders, under attack. They're feeding our kids Drugs with fentanyl on it and killing our kids. There's so many attacks going on. Yep. I, I mean, and, and what's refreshing? I cry, I cry for our country. I'm going to buy an I, extra box of Kleenex. <laughs> no, well, your concerns are well placed and well and justified. But the, what's also uh, encouraging is you have uh, governors like Ron DeSantis, this law down in uh, Florida, the Parental Rights Act. You know, I think they should p- put that. Parental Rights Act, the Republicans in New York, for example, because like you said earlier, who could be against 
you know, not having teachers talk to a first grader about sex. Who could possibly be against that? There's no don't say gay in the whole thing. Make them defend themselves against uh, this policy, you know, a parental rights act. Have them force them to oppose something like that and say, no, I'd rather have uh, teachers talk sex to a first grader. They'll lose every single time. Uh, You're absolutely right. Look what happened in Virginia. When, exactly. when, when, when our school system was under attack in Virginia. And, and, and uh, it's just uh, the American people have to go vote this November. You can't stay home. You've got to go out and vote. And we got to, you know, the only way you can vote by mail, it has to be if you're in a hospital or you're in. And, and, and we, we better straighten it out. Otherwise, we're going to lose our country. Yep, uh, it's fast fade. I mean, the Republicans have to be smart. They have to position everything in, in a, a smart, out-of-the-box sort of way. Uh, John Katsimatidis on the Bernie and Sid Show, 1-800-848-9222. I did solicit some phone calls. Uh, Marie is in Hackensack, John. Uh, Marie, good morning to you. I guess she's not there. Oh, it's Mark. Mark, hey, Mark, how you doing in Hackensack? Good morning, Mark. Thank you. God bless you, gentlemen. You're a breath of fresh air for telling the truth. Okay, a former DEA agent stated on TV over 144,000 Americans have died from fentanyl, which is laced pharmaceutical pain pills and marijuana and other drugs. That's number one. Uh, It's terrible that Ukrainians, innocents, are dying. But you know what? It's terrible that over 240 Americans, again, fact per the DEA agent, are dying per day from fentanyl overdose because of our weak, failed president and his failed VP who are knowingly and deliberately letting the border open and they know this deadly drugs are coming in, not to mention criminals, sex traffickers, Sure. And the few terrorists they have caught. You're absolutely right, Mark. Uh, look, and yes, the, the enemy is within. We have it right in the White House. Uh, listen, thanks for the call. Uh, Gracie is in Rockland County. Gracie, you're on the air with, but on the Bernie and Sid show with John Katzmatidis. Hi, guys. Listen, John, number one, thank you for buying the station and bringing talk radio back. Number two, I don't think there are any common sense Democrats in office or hope to be in office. And three, can you get some other rich people, which I love rich people, God bless you, not jealous, can you buy a newspaper? Well, <laughs> well I, I love media, and I think we have to get the, uh, uh, the, the news out, and I think we have to get the, the, the truth out. And uh, we're looking at the situations, and uh, uh, you never know what might turn up. Keep hope alive. Thank you for the call, Gracie. Joe is in Brookhaven, which I believe is out on Long Island. Good morning to you, Joe. Hey, good morning. Great patriots, brilliant men. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you. Uh, honored to talk to Mr. Casamichini, what you've done for this station. I listen to your cats at night. I listen on Sunday. I listen all day long. Uh, listen, I think uh, it all roads lead back by, uh, to Obama. He fundamentally transformed America. I believe Biden, uh, Joe Biden is compromised, but he's also a puppet. He was put there by Obama and Farrakhan to change America at, from within. And look, 
Trump had us running on all cylinders. Now the inflation, you mentioned that, yeah. I can't get cheetah shingles out here on the island for a month. I go, I can't get pasta in the supermarket up here by my house. It's killing me. I'm, I was booming under Trump. This has to be intentional, what they've done to transform us. They've taken us back. He's killed the middle class, what yeah. this guy's done. And it has to be intentional. No human being could be this stupid. And I blame Jill Biden. My wife said, it's elder abuse putting that man up when he was running what she's doing. He obviously doesn't have all his faculties. And then you mentioned, you mentioned so much, you guys covered so much, this sick perverted indoctrination, Communism 101. Can you imagine Bruce Jenner? In 1976, he was my hero, the Catalan winner, going up against the, uh, the girls. It's insanity. But going into the bathrooms, uh, boy, uh, boys going into the girls' bathrooms. I have 10 children. I have girls. I don't want them going in. What is happening? To no, them? it is sick. Uh, Joe, uh, great call, great passion, Joe in Brookhaven. Uh, John Katzmatidis, let's do one more call. Robert is in Florida. Robert, you're on the air on the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katzmatidis. Good morning, gentlemen. Listen to you every day. God bless Bernie. Get better soon. Hey, I have a new nickname for Leah Thompson. He's now Kramer. Kramer was number one in his karate class on Seinfeld. Of course, it was a children's class, and he overwhelmed everybody. If you remember <laughs> that episode. Yes, indeed. Of course, Kramer, yeah. Uh, Robert, how are things down in Florida under Ron DeSantis? It's like living in a different world. Am I wrong? It's utter paradise. I was in New York City last weekend. Very little's changed. I I got into it with a flight attendant because I didn't have my mask pulled up over my nose, but it was covering my nostrils. They're drunk on their power kick and making everybody miserable. And it's just makes you want to not get on a plane and travel. Don't, don't forget, uh, Ron DeSantis only won the governorship of Florida by 30,000, 40,000 votes. And well, the other guy that I lost. Displaced New Yorkers down here don't turn it any more blue than, than it already is. One of my classmates moved down here, and she's completely on the other side of the aisle. And I, I got threatened by four people in a fun way. As soon as I moved down here, not to bring any of that down, I said, no, I'm escaping it. But uh, it's it's a yeah. different world. It's just you come and you do what you want. And well, it's, uh, yeah, well, we, 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 so we heard. We envy you down there. Uh, Rob, and we hope to turn New York back again to a free state. Uh, Robert in Florida, thank you. John, you were saying the guy who lost to Ron DeSantis. Only lost by thirty, forty thousand 40,000 votes. And then uh, three, uh, three months later, he was caught in a hotel room uh, with some uh, 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 cocaine or yes. drugs and uh, with gay, gay prostitutes. Could you imagine if he would have won uh, versus... Uh, a drug guy versus uh, Ron DeSantis? Oh, exactly right. But look, I, I mean, the, the billions and billions of dollars of investments in Florida that are going down there, they were, they'd be, be run by a drug guy. Yeah, and we were that close to getting that him. That close, 40,000 votes. And that's why I'm telling every American, every New Yorker, this November, I don't care where you are, you better go out and vote. And Keep your eyes open, and we should put out rewards. We should put out rewards at WABC for if somebody sees fraudulent votes or fraudulent transactions. Let's call, have a, uh, an 800 number they call it in on and, and get a bunch of investigators on it. We will be watching. Indeed, John Katzman, it is a great idea. Uh, again, we're going to play uh, Beat Bernie. 1-800-848-WABC is the number for that. 
1-800-848-9222. But more of Bernie and Sid with John Katzmanides to come. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katzmatidis on this first day of spring. My God, what a beautiful day. What a great day to be alive. It's Monday, but uh, that's okay. You got your health. You got your job. You got the first day of spring. It's a beautiful thing. John Katzmatidis, I think we covered it all this morning. Uh, we We didn't miss anything? Well, not really. I guess maybe we had the war. We had the laptop from hell. We had the confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court justice. Eric Adams uh, out in Chicago. And, uh, Bernie, yes, I'll sir. T- I'll tell you what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking that maybe WABC starting maybe tomorrow, and I'm just trying to create this, that I have a telethon uh, with uh, get, collecting contributions for Crane and uh, getting some of those people some food or something. That's, not a, that's a great idea. Yes, oh, oh, they, they are in dire need of food. And, you know, th- the horrific nature of it, by the way, the latest, uh, the, the latest uh, from Putin was that he gave the city of Mariupol a, an ultimatum to surrender or, he, or else. And so far, he, he, they called his bluff. They said, no, we're not doing it. And he has done nothing to Mariupol. That's where we stand right now. But, but yes, the, the, the suffering is off the charts. I mean, when you think of those ki- women and kids in the basement of the theater where they, was, they were in a bomb shelter— and they're, they're right now. They're starving. They're stuck in the rubble, and nobody can get them out. Horrible. And the, it's really, it's absolutely unthinkable is what it is. So they, they're saying that there are some peace talks uh, impending. Uh, Zelensky was calling for a, a meeting with Putin. Putin seemed to be open to the idea. I think we need to get some uh, diplomatic uh, efforts going here really, really quick, sooner than later. because uh, People I mean, this, are dying every day, and there's no reason for them to die. No. You know, it's like uh, uh, what happened in Vietnam. 50,000 Americans died. A a lot of them were crippled. And and at the end of the day, I'm not sure. Those soldiers fought for the politicians. The politicians were were eating their steak dinners in Washington, and these kids were losing their lives in in Vietnam. Yes, indeed. And, uh, of course, you go up to Afghanistan and Iraq, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, now it seems like, you know, you have a bipartisan uh, agreement to not for the diplomatic negotiations, but it seems to me to actually engage the Russians in a war. And uh, I Wag don't think the dog. Yes. Wag the dog. They need a war to, 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 to win the November election. Doesn't it seem that way? Yes, indeed. They, they, because of the unbelievable failures of this uh, administration, this idiocracy we have down there in Washington, and the Democrats running uh, pretty much Congress, it's uh, it's really bad. So yeah, wag the dog. Uh, don't 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 worry about the woman getting pushed onto the subway tracks. She's dead, or the woman getting raped in Harlem on the street in uh, you know in the early evening on the street. Don't worry about inflation. Don't worry about this fentanyl. Don't worry about any of that. Focus on the war. And, yes. and, and 28 indictments. They kill whoever you want, rob whatever you want, and and forget about it. You know, you get to go home for dinner. Right. Yeah. It's really it's, it's kind of it's really sickening. It's disgusting, is what it is. Hey, you know one thing. Uh, there's a new, and I know I, I was listening to you on Friday, John. I know you don't want to hear this uh, horrible news, 
But uh, there's a new COVID variant out there, and uh, there are differing opinions on how you know how extensive it might be. It's they say it's going to come to this country. They say it's already here. BA two. BA two indeed. So uh, so Fauci, uh, Doctor Fauci, surfaced over the weekend to talk about that. He says, well. It might not be so bad, but if, if we need if new... If Fauci is saying it might not be so bad, you better watch out. <laughs> exactly right. It's going to be the opposite. But then, he listen to how arrogant and narcissistic this guy is. He was asked about retirement from the uh, little weasel Stephanopoulos on uh, this week with George Stephanopoulos. Just listen to this clip of Dr. Fauci on retirement. Are we approaching the point where we are past the pandemic phase and you'll uh, go get No, the next one, though, the next one. Oh, that's it, that's it. I'm not so sure, George. I want to make sure we're really out of this before I really seriously consider doing anything different. We're still in this. We have a way to go. So he thinks that the uh, earth won't spin on its axis if he retires. I mean, this guy should retire. He should be be forced to retire to, like, Guantanamo Bay for all the misery and the suffering he's inflicted on the American people and the world, really. I would say to you, uh, uh, Bernie, that we don't know yet this BA2 what's going on, and it is coming into New York right now. And, and I, I suggest that everybody be careful. Uh, wash your hands two, three, four times a day. Uh, uh, give, you know, instead of shaking hands, just give you an elbow uh, uh, until we know what's going on. Right. Agreed. And, and uh, just be careful in large crowds. And and being careful, there's nothing wrong with being careful. Because if Dr. Fauci says, don't worry about it, better worry about it a little bit. <laughs> That's I hilarious. had him on my show in January of uh, 2020. 20. 2020. I played the clip many times, yep. exactly. And uh, he says, don't worry about it. So I, I hope this is not the same situation. Yes. And then they went on to various mistakes, subsequent mistakes it's from that. two years. Two years ago, March of 2020, when it started getting real serious in New York. And I can't believe, you know, you blink your eyes and two years goes by. True. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where did it go? But uh, it was, uh, wasn't a very happy two years. Now it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. All right, it is that time on this Monday morning. Time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com or PavilionTankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built Spoilers. I'm Justin Alec. I'll be hosting the game today. Our contestant, Duke, in Mount Sinai. What's going on, Duke? Uh, another day in paradise. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And it says, yeah. says here you're a truck driver. How's that life going for you? Uh, you know what? It's uh, on and off, actually. i am uh, got to be a retired truck driver, and uh, oh, I I'm drive... Sort of he like he made so now. much money in the last year or so, he's retired now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. yeah, I went and spent $25 at the supermarket for uh, for lunch, a half a bag of groceries. I've been, in, I've been in the supermarket business 52 years. You know you know what they tell me? If I'm not in the supermarket business, I'll live 10 years longer. <laughs> you're, you're, an, you're an idol. You're an idol, John. Well, you got to go to Gristini's. That's what we're saying, Duke. Come on. 
Yeah, yo, yeah. It's a, it's a little out of the neighborhood. But I am sitting in my 53 Pontiac listening to the radio. How about that? Wow. Well, well, we, we, we appreciate the love, and uh, you know you're listening to the best morning show in New York City. So keep at it, all right, Duke? By a long shot. Exactly. All right, you ready to get into the game today? You think you had a shot? Let's. Let's uh, let's be hopeful. Let's exactly, exactly. High hopes on this Monday morning. Beautiful Monday morning, actually. Amen to that. All right. You ready to get into it? Let's go. All righty. Number one, Duke. Running with Al Gore in 2000, who was the first Jewish vice presidential candidate of a major political party? That would be Senator Joe Lieberman from the state of Connecticut. Very good, Duke. One for one. Off to a hot start here. Yeah, babe. Let's dive right back into number two. What is the capital city of the country of South Korea? That would be the city of Seoul. So S-E-O-U-L. All right. Duke Duke ate his Wheaties this morning, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And I put some bananas in there. Is that what you Caitlyn Jenner on it? Yeah, yeah, her too. I think she eats them every morning, actually, to be honest. All right, number three, Duke. Here we go. Two for two. You're you're doing really great here. On May twenty, we're gonna run through them. What's that? We're gonna run right through them. You you know it. All right, here we go. Number three. On May 29th, nineteen fifty three, who was the New Zealand native that became the first man to reach the top of Mount Everest? I'm gonna take a wild stab at it and say it was Sir Edmund Hillary. That's one heck of a wild stab. Yeah, he's the only one that I know personally that, you know, climbed Mount Everest. All right. Well, after the game, I'm going to have to ask you who sent you the answers to these, um, and we're going to have to investigate. I would have never known that. And I know, right? It's like, geez, pulled, it pulled it right out of the hat. I went to a Polish school in, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I had to learn everything in English and Polish. Oh, how about that? Yeah, we have uh, one. My of, assistant here, Ella Bialik, is a, is a Polish immigrant. There you go. Yeah. All righty. All right. Are you ready for number four? Here we go. You're three for three. Yep. All right. Let's do it. The Mohawk, Oneida, Onondaga, Onondaga, excuse me, Cayuga, and Seneca tribes made up what Native American confederacy? If I said all those right. Uh, five nations? Five nations. I think that was his answer. Wrong, you two-legged back of answer. Yeah. That should be Jesus. Oh, that was his answer. I thought, <laughs> I thought, he, I thought he was saying, was that five I, of them? I didn't know either. Now, the correct answer, Duke, is the Iroquois Confederacy. Oh, okay. That was my second guess. Hey, listen, if, if you get number five right, uh, one wrong is is really one heck of a performance, all right? So let's try and, uh, okay. let's try and end it here on a positive note. You ready? Let's do it. All right. At the 1862 Battle of Hampton Roads, what two vessels fought the first ever engagement between ironclad warships. That would be the uh, Monitor and the Merrimack. Wow. Who gave me the answers? That's what I'm saying. Must have hacked into my Google Drive, Duke. <laughs> hey, uh, you did I a great job. to Bernie, you know? <laughs> exactly. Bernie's mind in the future. Well, listen, I, I know Bernie... Right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my money on him. On Duke? Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a bold call, you, boss. You know what? I'll bet against you, John. I think uh, Bernie's going to beat me. Bernie's going to get five out of five. I, you know, it's a tough. The last two questions are tough. It's the, today's not an easy game, so I, I'm I'm really really impressed with Duke's performance. Four, uh, four for five, and uh, Duke, uh, if you want to just hang out on hold here for a few minutes, you get a chance to uh, to chat with Bernard uh, here on the I'm other end. Here's uh, sh- polishing up the car. 
Perfect. Perfect. We're, we're going to give you 25 gallons of gas free. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> It'll last me a year in this car. <laughs> All right, thanks. It'll last about two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. All right, we have uh, Hanson back. What's going on, Bernie? I am right here. I'm uh, living the dream, waiting on you guys. All right, let's do it. Uh, Duke went four for five, so a, a good showing out of Duke. Uh oh, uh oh, I feel some pressure. Uh, I know out of Mount Sinai, and um, I'm, I'm going to say he was rattling them off pretty quick. Okay. So, um, you know, let's let's see how we do. But even more pressure. Exactly, a five for five day will get you the win. So, All right. you ready to jump in? I am ready. Let's do Dr. it, Justin. Running with Al Gore in two thousand, who was the first Jewish vice presidential candidate of a major political party? My personal friend Joseph Lieberman. I was there in the Staples Center the night he was uh, he ac- accepted the nomination. I was there. I interviewed him. Uh, we were on WFAN and, and MSNBC. How about that? So is uh, that unfair advantage on my part? No, I wouldn't say so. I would anyway, say, uh, Joe Lieberman, great guy. Common sense Democrat, as John Katzmatidis would say. There we go. All right, under number two, Byrne. Here we go, one for one. What is the capital city of the country of South Korea? That would be Seoul, man. Oh, yeah. Two for two. On track here. Number three, on May 29th, 1953, who was the New Zealand native that became the first man to reach the top of Mount Everest? That was uh, Sir Edmund Hillary. Wow. And uh, by the way, Hillary Clinton, she says she was named after Sir Edmund Hillary. She was born before he reached the top. <laughs> just, just, just a factoid for you. Does she, does she really say that? No way. I swear to God, that's true. Look it up. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. Would I lie? Uh, no, no. I, 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 I don't think you would, especially not with something so serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four, Burn. Here we go. The Mohawk, Oneida, Onondaga, Cayuga, and Seneca tribes made up what Native American confederacy? Native American confederacy. That would be the, I would purely guess, Algonquin. Good guess. The Iroquois Confederacy is the uh, correct answer. But uh, my, my bad. Duke got that one wrong, too. So if you get number five here, we'll, uh, we'll end it with a 4-4 tie. Keeping hope alive. Let's go. At the 1862 Battle of Hampton Roads, what two vessels fought the first ever engagement between ironclad warships? Uh, the Monitor and the Merrimack. There we go. It's a tie. No, it is a tie, and I answer. I try to answer as fast as possible because you said <laughs> yeah. he was quick. He really was quick. I got to tell you, I, I was suspicious that somebody sent him the answers. <laughs> Lou Rufino on his birthday. What? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everything's on the up and up here on the Bernie and Sid show, and beat uh, Bernie. <laughs> you know it. All right, Bernie, say hello to Duke in Mount Sinai. Duke, how you doing, my brother? Uh, Bernie, every day that I listen to you guys, it, it's a better day. That's kind of you to say. Day. Thank you, Duke. Yeah, You're out here. Yeah. Mount, Mount Sinai is Long Island, correct? Yeah, well, I just came back from Tennessee, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, Mount Sinai. Oh, Tennessee, another good state. Maybe uh, Crockett State. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of New Yorkers fleeing to uh, Tennessee as well. There are. I, I lived in Nashville and Smyrna, Tennessee for two years. Wow. You've been all over the world, yeah. uh, Mr. Katsimatidis. Well, it's a, it's a, it was a great little, it was a great city. It's good really place. Great city. Hey, listen, Duke, uh, I thank you for playing. Good job, and uh, thanks for listening and your kind words. All, 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 every day, and uh, uh, my prayers are with you and the family. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Duke. 
on Beat Bernie, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. By the way, I've had a Peerless Boiler in my home since Hurricane Sandy, the same one still, and giving me no problems. Get a Peerless Boiler, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great boiler. We're going to close out the show after these short words here, one 800 if you want to give us a call. See you on the other side. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Great song. Don't pour your love out on me, baby. If you do, then I think that maybe I'll just lay me down. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. I'm joined by the owner of 77 WABC, John Katzmatidis, as Sid is out in Hollywood pursuing an acting career. And uh, Mr. Katzmatidis, I understand you want to uh, make an announcement here? Well, we're thinking of, and I just spoke to Chad, our, our president of uh, WABC, and and uh, we should do a, 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 a telethon and uh, buy food for the people in, um, in the Ukraine. Very nice. Yeah, I think it absolutely. Uh, so we're going to figure it out today, and uh, we got to do it as soon as possible. You know, this is not the corporate world. We make decisions day to day. The, the corporate world, oh, let's have this, let's do that, let's do that, let's get an opinion here and an opinion there, let's get an opinion of the lawyers. That's a, how do you say it? That's a lot of crap. Yeah. Okay? We just, we just get it done, and you donate the money. If you raise money and you donate it all, and you keep zero, you give it all. There's you nothing know, wrong. You are a good-hearted man. Uh, honestly, I can say that sincerely. Uh, what you do here at 77 WABC all year long attributes to uh, the first responders, different ethnicities, races, all that stuff, women. It really is uh, what you do, and, and your, your thinking is to help people, and that is uh, to your credit, and, obviously. And, and, Bernie, we love New York. New York is made up of 185 different ethnicities, uh, and, and we love putting people together and telling them this is one New York. And uh, whether we're putting the Latinos together, whether we're putting the African uh, blacks together, or whether we're putting the Greeks together with the Irish, it's, it's, it's New York is the greatest city in the world. And we're going to take back New York and we're going to make, make it safe again. And you are a great New Yorker. As one of the callers said, and I like what he said, thank you, uh, Mr. Katzmatidis, for bringing free speech Back to New York in in the form of WABC Radio, and it, it provides an invaluable service. Speaking of which, you will be back on the air at five o'clock. You'll, you'll be stuck with me on uh, on Wednesday too, uh, Bernie. Oh, I look forward to it. It was really a pleasure and an honor. There's no stuck at all, but uh, it's going to be a long day for you, Mr. Katz. Uh, five o'clock today. You have cats at night, and uh, you never know who's going to pop up. It's a cast: uh, Lydia Serrani and. Uh, we, we meet in the afternoon about uh, 3 or 4 o'clock and say, what do we do at 5 o'clock? <laughs> well, it, whatever you do, you do it well because it's a great listen at 5 o'clock. I, I urge everybody out there, cats at night at 5 o'clock. Mr. Cats, we're out of time, as you know. So, listen, thank you. You were terrific this morning. I look forward to being with you again on Wednesday as, again, Sid pursues his acting career. And Peter, Peter King will be with you tomorrow. Yes, indeed. And he's, you know, me and Peter are carrying the uh, water for uh, uh, Sid this week. Indeed. And uh, do, uh, no two better men to do it. No two better men. So thank you, Godspeed. Have a good day. Uh, and thank you for listening on the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katzmatidis. Enjoy the beach, uh, Sid.
Oh, Brian. And, and, and Bernie, enjoy that beach. Thank you, sir. Certainly will. Kill Meat is up next, folks. Have a good day on this first day of spring.